0: Michael, okay, Mr. Turner Morales there, Colin's taking your beers. Colin is taking care of business, currently in the movie business there in the OKC, but tonight Mr. Turner Morales and I are enjoying a little bit of Cavassier.
1: I'm enjoying tonight Not Your Father's Rue beer. I, I am drinking, bit
0: tasty. I am drinking some Top Shelf. But I I created the top shelf. The myth that if you filter some crappy whiskey through a Brita filter three or four times, or vodka, it it really does work. It legit turns it into good top shelf stuff, man. Oh geez, okay.
1: But that's not interesting
0: thing. to know. How you doing?
1: No, I'm not gonna lie, man. Today's a uh, today's a good day. Freaking uh. Got to, got to go to the comic shops. Freaking got to. I'm currently working on getting the uh, Secret Wars, the original Secret Wars, done.
0: Extremely nice.
1: And I was able to find issue one. So I'm currently, I think at, I think I currently physically have four copy, four issues of it, of the twelve issue series. I think I've got two more coming in the mail. And freaking, uh, I might be able to, I might have access to three more around town if I'm able to get out tomorrow. Good. But on top of that freaking uh, as of today I am officially cleared to go back to work.
0: Absolutely that's uh, awesome
1: freaking that's that's good to get back on the uh, back on El Grindo as it were. El Grindo, not grinder. Let me point that out specifically. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's freaking uh, got the got the okay from the doctor today, so freaking my uh, my leg is good enough that I can get back to work. So, cheers to that!
0: Absolutely, cheers to that! Cheers.
1: Almost a uh, just shy of two months <laughs> since I've been out. So, I mean, nice to nice to get back on it.
0: Was it really only two months?
1: Yeah, freaking uh, November 8th, I believe, was the day I got hurt. November, No, November 8th was the day I went to the hospital. So the 5th was freaking the day I got hurt. So tomorrow will be official two months.
0: That's awesome, man. Congrats. I'm glad you're able to get out of the house again and go to work. So I know, like, I'm glad you got to spend more time with your family. But at the same time, though, I know that, like, man, you can't be cooped up like that, man. You got to freaking figure out how to get out and... Get some work yeah. done, all that good stuff. But yeah, congrats. Um, I was thinking, uh, New Year, New Me, and I decided I'm going to let go. To of cut my... your hair. What was that? You're going. You're going to cut your hair. Oh no! <laughs> Absolutely not. Have you been talking to my mom or something like that? Like, what's going on? No, I
1: just think. It'd be, I just think it'd be funny. Oh no. You're going to dye your hair?
0: I'm going to officially... You're
1: going to get a nose piercing.
0: No, I'm scared of needles. I'm officially going to let go of my hatred for Sasha Banks.
1: Oh, you got it. She's the biggest thing in wrestling right now.
0: Oh, she was so hot. Did you see her do, like, that 30-minute Iron Man woman match uh, in Wrestle Kingdom last night? And uh, freaking... uh, kong came out and it was it was a total barn burner. It was amazing.
1: Oh, it doesn't matter. She's freaking, dude. She's freaking. She's a, the only reason people care about Wrestle Kingdom this year is because Sasha Banks may or may not be there, and turns out she was.
0: I mean, I'm glad she's there. I just felt kind of bad because, ever since she gave Paige that stinger, I always had a grudge against her, and it's not her fault. She did her best. It. It happens, and uh, freaking, yeah. uh, I hope I I honestly hope she does well. No, it'd be interesting to see
1: what happens. She is now uh, Mercedes Monet is her new ring name, and freaking, uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens with it, man. Freaking, she uh, you know, she did. She came out there. She came, uh talked. To, she was with Kyrie after her her match. In her first or first successful title defense, and uh, yeah, I mean it was you know it was good, freaking uh, yeah, it was interesting. Freaking, she definitely they the 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 move she hit Kyrie with didn't come out as planned, but you know that's why it's live, baby. Freaking right. you can't you can't redo it. But um,
0: what was your move? You know, it's,
1: inter- it's interesting. She gets them in a gory bomb, gets them set up like a gory special, and then rotates them around to the side and then hits a DDT. And it just didn't come off as such.
0: It wasn't a killer Mortal Kombat timing, the timing,
1: No, the, t- the timing was off. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, man. Freaking it'll be, you know, we'll see if Sasha Banks is the, or mercedes Monet. Is the um the shot in the arm this women's division needs?
0: I hope so. I'm surprised that Gabe yeah. even let him do any sort of women's wrestling at all involved in it. And I, mean, I know they've been like building up to it, but uh, before we get that far, I, I do want to uh, give her a pat on the back because uh, a lot of you guys might have seen that and been like, "Oh, it's a botch! Oh my god!" Like her debut wrestling finish botch. Uh, don't do that to her. That's not fair. Number one. Uh, there's a lot of uh, circumstances you might not even feel the ability to comprehend like for example she might have been wrestling with someone who does not that does not speak English that's that's a big deal uh, whether she does or not her opponent uh, probably not uh, but being able to do what they did uh, I Give her a break. Give her uh, give her a chance. I feel like this is one of those times where I'm gonna like give someone a break and then i am I'm gonna get shot in the head because of it. But man, here's the hope. Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> I mean it's freaking it you was know, Sasha and it was Kyrie Sane from WWE. Um freaking Oh yeah, I I, I didn't realize know,
0: it was Kyrie Sane. But I was just putting yeah, it out it
1: there. Kyrie Sane. But yeah, I know, it's freaking um you know, it's just it was just the one move after the match. She didn't actually she didn't actually wrestle in the show she's kind of did a an introduction and it was, i mean it you know it wasn't bad it's just going to be interesting to see how they how where they go with it cuz obviously they're setting up for a match between the two for the belt at the uh, the San, they're doing a show in San Jose California in February yeah they got two they got two
0: shows one east one west
1: uh, possibly. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, they're set up for the one in, um, I think it's called Battle in the Valley, I believe. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they freaking see where they go with it. Because, I mean, Sasha's up, you know, Sasha Monet or Mercedes, Mercedes Monet right? is the big deal. And freaking we'll see what they, uh, what they do with her. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see no, they may I mean that was that was a huge deal. Freaking no, she's gonna show up, she's gonna show up, maybe she won't, maybe she will. You know, but now she officially has. And we'll see what they what they make of it. You know, Gato Gato is an extraordinary booker. And freaking you know, we'll see if he fully gets behind women's wrestling in New Japan. Because I mean, it's you know traditionally they have not uh, utilized women,
0: not the least bit.
1: So let's see if they let's see if they see if that has actually changed. And you know, I think from what I understand, a large part of the reason they are um, adding in women through stardom is because they want to expand internationally more, and women's wrestling is a big part of that, which you know speaks. To the changes over the last, I'd say fifteen years, really, as far as women's wrestling goes, because you know women's wrestling really started being taken seriously in the United States um,
0: since the women's revolution the, back in
1: 2006? No, that's that, no, that's not even close. But uh, no, it was the um, two thousand nine, two thousand ten with the knockouts division is when things really started being taken seriously as far as women's wrestling goes. And then WWE picked up on it about five to seven years later with the women's revolution. Freaking once, uh, you know, the four horsewomen and Paige and Emma, you know, NXT kind of picked up on it and gave it a go. And then they brought it up to the main roster right around the time Stephanie McMahon created women's wrestling around 2015 or so. She invented it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, the then, you know, since then, you know, WWE's really kind of stepped up with it. You know, they stepped up with, uh, you know, bringing in someone of the catalog. The, um, as famous as Ronda Rousey joining their roster, which is when women's wrestling was probably legitimately given its peak as far as their advertising. Not necessarily the quality, but the advertising was definitely there. But it also saw the uh, the rise of Becky Lynch, as like, quite frankly, WWE's top star at the time. Agreed. You know, and then um, you know her feud with Charlotte's been amazing. You know, we always had the thing with Becky, or not Becky, but Bailey and Sasha Banks was obviously a big feud. I mean, you know, since twenty fifteen, I think WWE's really. Portray the women in a substantially better light than they had previously. Correct. But, um, you know, like I said, over the last fifteen years, probably WD or wrestling as a whole in the United States has taken a better, you know, better look at women's wrestling. It's not. And New Japan wants to take that and make that into a thing for them. So, really, more power to them.
0: I agree. And more opportunities. Um, I'm glad that they finally are trying to at least embrace it. Um, the the one woman's wrestler I got my well. Let, let me, got it. If I say it, I, don't, I don't want to sound weird when I say it, I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying. Uh, there's a couple women's wrestlers that uh, are just. Let me just flat out say it. Every, every time I've ever interviewed a, a a wrestler that is a woman, they do not like being called a woman's wrestler they prefer just wrestler which they absolutely deserve uh Lilith Grimm made it to um uh Evolution the other day um she's been on the show uh we uh Tyra Rusame uh whatever DD you represent bless her because she deserved that so much um Mm -hmm. uh Abaddon, um, you know, from a couple years ago. I still follow everything she does. I, I think she's phenomenal. Uh she was posting the other day about how um that she was going uh no, I'm not gonna mention that the show because that wasn't her personal, uh her personal one. Uh, but she's making
1: She's doing big things.
0: She's doing big things. And uh a lot of the girls uh, that are following her in terms of, like, getting to AEW, uh, all have wonderful, great gimmicks uh, they can wrestle. Um, love has been on the show, Tyra's been in the show, Abaddon's been in the show. Um, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm only saying it because I'm proud of it. Um, the other thing is is that the, the other one, and uh, I'm not going to say women for this, but uh, she uh, doesn't aden- identify as non-binary, but Max the Impaler... There's big things coming for her. Like, I, I've seen every single one of her matches on YouTube, uh, and she she dominates. I don't want to say she's astoundingly technical, it, I don't love her because her gimmick is so just over the top, awesome, and crushing. And, like, yeah, no,
1: I've, I've, I've seen a lot of them in the uh, NWA,
0: yeah,
1: you know, they uh. They're doing, you know, they're doing really big things. They were a big part of Ring of Honor um, before the buyout, right? And now they're over in uh, Japan currently. Correct. Them and uh, Heidi Howitz there. They won. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they won some. I know they won some tag titles. Forgive me. I'm sorry, I don't know. I know they were like, the TJP titles, I believe.
0: I'm at her Facebook. But, uh, right now. I didn't. Going go through the photos, like just. She's just phenomenal, and I, yeah. I wish I, w- I wish them uh, all the yeah, best. congratulations to both of them. Agreed, and you know Heidi well, as well. Yeah. Heidi as well. We've had her on the show. Um, I actually uh, uh, we did a uh, the interview. We did it on a, a three sixteen. We Austin three sixteen day. It was literally like a week before the lockdown, and her and mm-hmm. I were taking shots uh, via uh, Facebook and. Uh, doing the interview, and I just, I want, I want the best for him, man, and I, the reason I bring it up that way is because uh Miss Mercedes, I do not believe, deserves the, the face of it. I don't. I mean. Really? I, I don't. Okay. I, don't. I, I don't. There's so many other uh, women's wrestlers out there that I believe are much more skilled or deserve it, put more work into it, but, you know, life's not fair. I would have preferred Max, uh, to, to have done it. Uh, but you know, I'm not the one booking new Japan. Gato might be some old school dude like Vince that still thinks that women's wrestling is boring or not as, is important or it should just be, you know, I mean like how many, how many mud wrestling matches we have to watch back in the day?
1: Well, I mean, there were, there were definitely some mud wrestling back then mm-hmm. Um, bikini air bra and panties match or stuff like that yeah I will counter I will counter though please once I get my headphone back on I will counter you though due to the fact that quite frankly this is the first time in probably five years nine tenths of the people that, ca- that watch that show probably cared to watch that show that's awesome the whole thought process <laughs> is that sh- uh, you know Mercedes Monet, as she's referred to now, um, she's a star. You you can't say she's not. Um, and people, you know, she you know her and Naomi walked out of WWE back in March or May of last year. Yeah, had wrong. not been seen in anything close to wrestling since, or even spotted on the street. And yeah, well no, the, they definitely were doing stuff. They definitely were seeing you know been doing stuff with movies and comic cons and. Or not movies but TV shows, comic cons, yeah, um, basketball games and whatnot. But uh, that's the thing, people wanted to know, people wanted to see if she was going to show up. People had, had all these rumors, and was she going to be there? Or was she not?
0: I, I'm not going like, to lie to you, like, like, I, you've got the better grasp on wrestling, been in the business for what, 20 years, mm-hmm. and uh, Mercedes. Put the asses in the seats. Yep. One. No, that's that. That doesn't count. Not on that one.
1: That's... You literally said the. You literally said a bad word.
0: It's the phrase. Totally counts. And it matches. And uh, no. Nope, that counts. In terms of getting more eyeballs on the product. All right, fine. Yeah, it counts. Um... Putting more eyeballs on the, on the product, yeah, that was, that was the better business decision. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you and I have had many discussions where I told you, like, listen, man, I don't care about business. I just want to see the people that I believe in win and, and really succeed. And that's not always the right person to really do what needs to be done. Um, yeah. Max the Impaler is not as popular as Sasha Banks or Mercedes whatever. Um, wouldn't have put that many eyeballs on the show, and that more eyeballs on the show meant more eyeballs on people that they're not used to, <laughs> and women wrestlers or whatever. Pronoun and you more money is. in the
1: pockets of everybody.
0: Correct, exactly, exactly. So I, I, I had to make that point uh, that you really got to figure out how to differentiate between the two. Um, I don't want to say she's kicking the door down, uh, but it's definitely doing uh, worlds of good. For that particular part of wrestling, and so yeah. Yeah, here's to them. Yeah, I mean, it, it was you know, pretty,
1: no. like I said, prior to that, it wasn't really, it's been a few years since freaking Wrestle Kingdom has had this kind of buzz in our part of the country, mm-hmm. in our part of the world, even
0: since 2017, uh, you know,
1: and more, you know, can't the, the closest other thing being a big deal. Would be Kenny Omega going back, and even that has not been mentioned nearly as much via social media as freaking Mercedes Monet making her debut. Right,
0: that's what matters. That's
1: that's how big of a deal it is. She's she made more of a splash worldwide than Kenny Omega.
0: Yeah, and that's that that matters, man. Or even just even on the that's huge. Even on the the smaller ponds, like um, a lot of our uh, compatriots here in Colorado got some great dark matches on Evolution, and I know people that have said things about these people that are negative, and I saw them online, which is why I didn't post anything about it, because I saw a lot of people, uh, I saw a lot of hypocrites. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Posting how proud they are of these people and I know they don't mean it. And which is why I I keep pretty much everyone at arm's length because I I I can't abide. But yeah. Whether or not you believed in uh everyone that made it on Dark, uh I believe in Tyra. Tyra Rismi. Uh like God bless her freaking she deserves every little bit and extreme chunk of success that comes her way. Like, if if you're here in Colorado and you go to any of the local shows, uh, whether it's uh, down south here in the Springs or in her home county, there at primos here at New Era, uh, you're going to know this woman puts the the work in. How many people have you seen Tyra put over?
1: Oh, plenty. Pretty,
0: Pretty much everyone she wrestles. And... Uh, you know, Big Guns and uh, Ryzen were together. Great. Awesome. Like, like, put Colorado, keep going. Um, am I saying that in any way that every single one of these people were my favorite? I'm not. Do I want them to succeed? Absolutely. Do I want them to succeed strictly because I want Colorado Wrestling to get put over? No. Am I glad that Colorado Colorado Wrestling got put over? For that? Absolutely but uh the the amount of hypocrisy of people that i saw uh congratulate them and and been in locker rooms when i heard these people just mad hating but like just egregiously and i so i the only person i reached out to was Uh and I, but that was it but only because i know that uh tyra knows that i'm not slipping into her DA, D- dms at like one in the morning <laughs> like i'm proud of you you deserve it and i'm glad colorado got that limelight shine shined on them in like uh sorry i couldn't make it uh last show i said it's not that i didn't want to go i just didn't want to go through the freaking snow <laughs> and you you had the same yeah. problem like you like no.
1: yeah unfortunately yeah yeah through. no man it's a Oh, it's it's good for it's good for everybody to get that kind of experience, you know. Freaking if they got, you know, if things happen for them, cool. Yeah. You know, if they were able to take take a one night opportunity and turn it into something better. Fantastic. Correct. Right. You know, we'll see. You know, if nothing else. Freaking, maybe at least make a good enough impression to get asked back later.
0: Yeah, I agree, and uh, I also, especially, love the fact of people that. Uh, if if you're in the wrestling business, you're gonna get constant ads by people that barely know you or are not involved in the business, and um, or just fans, just in general. Uh, but all the people that I, I barely know that are on my Facebook page, they they lit up, man. They were so proud. Like, they were so proud because they put the investment in into how much they love these wrestlers and they want to go to this show because they know Tyra's going to be there. They're going to go to this show because they know Lilith's going to be there. They go to this show because Balaam Lynx is going to be there. And it's like, uh, how many times have we talked about uh, the ponies we put our money on when it comes to comic books? Like, I'll never let it go that everyone thought I was stupid that Stray Dogs was just garbage. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Uh, Absolutely not. Like, um it 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 justifies our love in the business it justifies our love in the in the entertainment aspects that we hold dear and give us that release from how much regular life can sometimes really suck and I'm happy for him man like this is this is good this is good news and uh to everyone that is listening to the show in Colorado that hated on these people in the locker room I saw you
1: Eh. I've hated Rob Ryzen for twenty years. It's okay.
0: You mean that awesome bar brawlin Rob Ryzen? Exactly. Yeah, he's, oh, <laughs> yeah, Rob's a good guy, man. And, and,
1: I hate for the record, I hated Ryzen before it was cool.
0: <laughs> uh the funny thing about it is that we could actually make a shirt for that. That we, we hated Ryzen before it was cool. And he'd be all about it and be like, uh, 5 dollars well, for sure." Long as he brother. got a cut. Long yeah, long five dollars for sure, brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, all right, fine. We made a cool shirt.
1: But actually, that that would be hilarious. No, I've known, I've known Ryzen for years. Good he, kid, freaking.
0: Yeah, Rob's great, man. Yeah, he entertains me. Uh, he he's always been the absolute, com- uh, you know, professional with me, and uh, we joke around. Like I told you about that ridiculous gimmick that. I promise you, I will not design. (laughs) Like we talked about that last show off camera. Um, Please don't. I promise. (laughs) Until you do. No, I don't need money that bad, and I enjoy working for New Era, so yeah, that's not going to happen. But you know what I'm saying. I know. But, uh, yeah, uh, neither here nor there, man. Freaking that uh, Speedball and uh, Josh match was just, uh, Josh. Um, Come on. Come uh, on. You place. know it. You know it. Don't do it to me. I've, I've, had, uh, I've had some capacity, you know, I had trouble with, like, actual facts. This is why
1: you need to write stuff down. This is horrible content. I almost said on, Josh right? Barnett,
0: which would have been really cool.
1: <laughs> um, at, least, at least he's a person. Yeah. At least he's involved in wrestling. You're getting closer. You going to get on the right continent because he was, uh, he was Jim Ross's partner in New Japan. Josh?
0: Yeah. Uh, Josh Alexander. Oh. I definitely didn't Google it right quick.
1: One half of the North. Yeah, the North of ruled, man. One half of the, I believe, the longest team Impact Wrestling tag team champions, and as of I believe yesterday or today, maybe because 247 days, he is now the longest reigning uh, Impact champion of all time.
0: That's awesome. Now, uh, and th- you
1: didn't know his name?
0: Oh, uh, dude, I totally <laughs> had some Cavassier, uh, <sighs> my my he my best. my homegrown top shelf, but uh, freaking, I uh, wanted to bring it up because there's got a, a very little matches I've seen that are an hour. Um, and maybe two, but, uh, speedball, speedball, obviously, uh, minefield's alumni. We got him a couple of years ago. Wonderful, wonderful man. I remember talking to speedball and like, it was like, I want to say a little bit more than a year into the pandemic and lockdown mm-hmm. and Canada's crazy rules and his fiance, I believe now his wife, um, couldn't go to canada like they were forcibly separated and mm-hmm. I, I could hear him pacing around the room and like he, he was not i'm saying that like he was like you know in any way like unprofessional or in any way uh erratic on the show that's not what i'm saying but i could like you know when you can pick up on like you know body language that it bothered him no, not just that. Not just that. It, it was just more of a... Well, obviously it bothered him. Yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, it was just more of the fact that he was trying... How well he kept it together. And how much they worked to keep wrestling together in uh, Montreal. Uh, with our boy, uh, Andy yep. Belanger. Uh, freaking mother trucker, artist, writer. Uh, part of Lethal Comics. Friend of the show, Andy Belanger. Friend of this show. We love that guy, man. And, um... Speedball, uh, like like we uh, bring it up because we're we we've got some surprises and awesome things for the show coming up. Uh, pretty much, uh, we might be able to pull this off by the next issue, right? Depending if everything comes in the oh, mail, right? Yeah, uh, everything comes in the mail. But uh, help me understand uh, if you don't mind if I uh, interview you uh, for a moment. <laughs> yeah, okay. <coughs> help me sell me an hour long match. I mean, honestly. An hour-long match. Sell me an hour-long match, not these guys. Sell me why okay. these matches are important and the gimmick can actually get over because that's that's a lot of investment.
1: Well, let me see. Well, in my illustrious—well, not illustrious—but my decent career, twenty-year career, I have only done one, one-hour Iron Man match. The whole concept behind it is that it is it is a match reserved for the best of the best because it is a battle of endurance. It is a battle of thought because you have to plan it. Like the thought process going in is, you know. Let then let me preface this first, um, please, because the, while they this this wasn't an Iron Man match. Correct. This match th- this was this was on the 1215 episode of Impact Wrestling. And Josh Alexander had gone to the ring and he had issued an open challenge. And he is currently feuding with Bully Ray of uh, the Dudley Boys fame. And Bully Ray wasn't there, but he had still issued this open challenge, and Mike Bailey had come out and was like, hey, if you're still issuing this open challenge. I'm here to accept. Now the thing is that this match was simply an open challenge. And Impact, impacts rules uh, state that a title match, at least for the world championship is 60 minutes. And you know at the end of 60 minutes, if you you know go the full distance, it's, it's deemed a draw. So this match was not at any point advertised as an uh, a 60-minute match, an Iron Man match, anything like that. It was one fall to a finish, and this particular match went somewhere in the duration of somewhere between, I believe, 56 minutes to almost the hour. But it did not actually – like Alex, Josh Alexander was able to retain after hitting two um, – I believe they're called C4 pile drivers – but they're chicken wing pile drivers in a row and pinning speedball. So, you know, while the intent, you know, in a actual like an Iron Man match, if you're going the full hours to get the, as many pinfalls in the hour, you, know, you were train you were training beforehand for to be able to go that length of time. Correct. Whereas the average match, I would I would say it's 20 minutes or less.
0: That's a good. Normally, that's a good average. I, I I can agree with
1: that. Um, you know, and then you're you're turning around and you're legitimately tripling that, you know. Well, and you know, like I said, it's it's a big deal to be able to say you've gone the hour. Yeah, you know, I can think of maybe two other guys that I know of in the state that have done it. Yeah, you know, I was in uh, Texas when I did it, but even then, that's not exactly a match that was um, something you go to very often because being able to keep, like, le- like legitimately, on the reel, being able to keep it something people would want to watch for an hour, yeah, especially if they know it's coming, is difficult because you have to keep it entertaining for an hour.
0: It could be a hard sell. I mean, like, what, like one of yeah. the best parts about... Uh, going to wrestling show is that it's over. You know, like you said, maybe twenty minutes at the longest, and you can go take a you know uh, restroom break, go get some nachos, talk to your buddy that might not have had as good seats as you and cool handshake and like this is awesome and you know get ready for the next match. I mean that that's that. Uh, I don't know that. I don't want to sound like I don't have a very good vocabulary, but that's that's definitely a hard sell.
1: Mhm. That uh, is. You know, freaking. You know, people talk about. You know, obviously the classic Bret Sean WrestleMania twelve Iron Man match. I'm much more a fan of the I believe two thousand three I believe Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar match they just did on SmackDown randomly.
0: The uh, the one that sticks out to me that was an Iron Man match, but it wasn't an hour was uh, Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose. That's one of my favorite things that they, that was one of the times I really saw that Kevin Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Steen still in my mind, uh, really mm. was able to shine. Uh, you know, you know. Remember that gimmick back in the day when like he'd always assemble some ridiculous uh, cornucopia of a torture device to slam someone through, and he'd always take it. And finally got yeah. to, finally got to pull it off. Uh, and uh, like I said, not an hour, but it was a very long match. Uh, I want to say that movie that that match came in like. Like, uh, I'll look that up real quick while you tell us why it's more uh, uh, how hard it is to pull this sort of thing off.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, freaking AEW, which is, you know, kind of the, the smarter fans show, I believe has only done it twice so far. And I believe both matches have had Brian Danielson in them. I believe it was him and uh, Kenny Omega went the hour, and him and Hangman Page went the hour. Wow. You know and it, it's definitely it's it's kind of a point of pride to be able to say you've done the hour. But it, and, and the reason why is it's so rare. You know definitely um you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do it you have to be capable of being able to keep it entertaining for an hour and that's insanely difficult.
0: I, I've got and, some questions. Uh, okay. Uh, Dean Ambrose, real quick. Dean Ambrose Kevin Owens last man standing. Uh, their Ironman match was 24 minutes and 32 seconds. Uh, that was the Royal Rumble. Um, wow, I want to say that was like what, like 2019? Uh, 2018 and okay. uh, freaking... Uh, no, 2016. Sorry. And uh, how m- the Warrior could barely make it through three minutes of a match without getting blown up on his way to the ring... Uh, mm-hmm. How do you not get blown up? Well, I mean,
1: with the warrior, it was his gimmick. That was that was a thing. Yeah, that but, was but, what you came to see, same with same like a Goldberg.
0: Yeah, but but like it, yeah. it, it's it's infamously known that he was always blown up and he couldn't do more the next amount of minutes. Uh, but you you were an indie wrestler uh, and doing a full hour. I mean, like there's been times where like. Uh, we were working out, and I needed like a fifteen minute break, <laughs> and uh, um, but an hour of nonstop action. I mean, like, how do you even train for that sort of thing? Is there any particular points that you'd want to let any uh, up and coming wrestlers know how to pull that off, or uh, how to actually train for it, or how to mentally prepare yourself for that? Because that's a lot.
1: Well, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's definitely you want you want you want cardio. You want as much get as much ring time as you can. Of course. And kind of the thought process is you freaking, you got to, you got to, it's a lot of work smarter, not harder. It's working on you work smarter and harder, really, you know, figure out what you can and can't get away with, figure out a way to, you know, be able to watch your breath while you're doing it, you know, let alone good cardiovascular shape. You know, that's, that's where, you know, that's where it comes in. Cause like, you know, you're running on treadmill for an hour, you can do that every day or, you know, Four to five days a week, but getting in the actual ring and doing it is completely different. It's a completely different type of cardiovascular workout, you know. And you know, one of the big things about old school Ring of Honor, they were really, uh, you know, amazing with their, I, you know, matches like that. Was like you know, Punk and and Punkusmo Joe did them three times. You know, they they had a trilogy, and freaking you know Joe's 300 plus pounds and you know if you look at him he doesn't look like he's in the best shape but then he goes out there and he's a killing machine because he's freaking Samoa Joe and he's just impressive but it's knowing it's knowing when when to have those sudden bursts of speed and when not to and that that takes time to to master cuz like you can go if you go out there and you just start running you're you're gonna get blown it's just gonna happen right you go out there and you you know think hey i've got this i'm, I'm hitting this i'm doing this then you know i'm gonna after that you know work around for a while you, you know you create your own openings basically to catch your breath
0: now obviously that can be difficult And you can't rely on, you know, doing some big move and then holding you down for, like, 30 seconds to catch your breath because the crowd's going to see it. Yeah. How did – I guess my main question before we get into that is how did you personally prepare for your hour-long match mentally? Well – Mentally.
1: Mentally. Mentally it was a – you know, it was just a thought process of how am I – you know, how are we going to pull this off? Because I had a week's notice. Huh. You know, luckily I luckily I was in my mid twenties and where was it? Yeah, you know, I, I was in good shape. It was in Amarillo, Texas. You know, and I was uh you know, me and the gentleman I was you know working with, you know, we had a good relationship. We were we were able to talk over some stuff and we were the to fill in we were both good enough that we could fill in the blanks.
0: Right. How did the crowd we react to it?
1: Yeah, it was good. it was good. And, you know, it was a we always had smaller crowds due to the fact that we were running weekly as opposed to monthly. Oh, so there's probably about maybe you know it was seventy five people there maybe, but believe it or not, that was actually a good crowd for the time frame because our the the opposition that we were running against would routinely draw about ten to fifteen.
0: Yeah, because you guys are on our Starbucks, man. Like it's it's uh, this is something to really specialized and niche. Uh the, the the reason i bring it up is because it's it's so ridiculously interesting about i mean like to really put yourself through that gauntlet and uh by the way i have a better idea for something later remind me when we are off screen uh to uh mention something i had a great idea just a minute ago and i'll hold on to it okay. but, um preparing for it now so yeah you can spend an hour on the treadmill does the crowd's mm-hmm. reaction in any way Drain your battery or charge it. I mean, obviously it can charge it if the whole place is rooting for you. But, like, when you're doing this sort of um, marathon-style wrestling, how does the crowd affect you in regards to it? I mean, obviously if they're popping, they're popping. But this is a different type of match.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, you definitely want to... it's more about knowing when and where to hit the right the things that really are going to excite them. Like you don't just you don't just want to go out there in the first five minutes and hit everything you can because then you got fifty five minutes of what am I going to do now? Right? What am I going to do here?
0: That's exactly you what know was what it's you it's,
1: say. it's it's being it's being smart enough to know where to add in things that are going to excite them and bring that bring it up to a different level. You know, knowing when to when to go for big moves and when not to, if you're, I mean, if it's, and then again, it's, it's completely different if it's, if it's going to be like an Ironman match, or if it's going to be a one ball to a finish match, because then you're, you know, you, you can, it's, it's goes into more. So the tease and, you know, it's going to be, and it depends on where you're at in the country. Cause different fans are going to react to different things at different times in different ways depending on where you are in the country. And even if you're in the same state, but in a different city, people can react completely different because their version of what they expect from a pro wrestler is completely different than what, you know, if if you're in Amarillo or Lubbock, you know, the style of wrestling is completely different than if you're wrestling in a bigger city like Dallas or San Antonio. Right. Right. They expect different things. They expect freaking. They expect their wrestlers to look different. They expect all kinds of things from their, from their wrestling or their sports entertainment. And it's it's up to you to be able to read that crowd and deliver, whether you've been there a million times or it's your first night there. You've got to be able to pick up on what works and what doesn't.
0: Now, uh, how did Speedball stick out? especially because you mentioned he was in your favor. It's not that you don't like him. It's just, he just isn't in your, like if you're building a magic gathering deck, I I imagine you wouldn't be picking him as your main planeswalker, but you definitely respect him. But uh, what were some of the things that stood out for you?
1: No, I mean, speed, speedball, like I've seen him work over the years, like here and there. Um, you know, definitely, you know, since he's come to Impact, he's definitely kind of gotten in better shape. And he's definitely, you know, his his character's kind of the same. But, you know, like I said, he's not one of my personal, like, he's not a guy that I'm personally going to gravitate towards. I've never been a huge fan of most guys with, like, a, a martial arts style gimmick. Why is that? Like, it, 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 it's just not something that appeals to me.
0: Man, I get it. To each her own. I mean, like uh, it's it it can definitely be something that uh it, it can definitely like in my point of view, and I doubt this is what your point of view is, like if you know, if all of a sudden I mean it definitely rings true with Ronda Rousey that she could annihilate <laughs> like if, if if it if any Ronda Rousey match turned into a shoot, um the feed would be cut off and uh the other person would be in the hospital. And okay. I, I I can see that because I can see that from speedball because he did come from, like, some serious martial arts backward, um, background. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh, when we were texting earlier, uh, Freaking it, it it's not that I hate watching him wrestle barefoot. It's just more the fact that I'm always worried that something's going to happen the way I worry about watching uh, an NBA game. And, like, I remember when I was really into Thunder and in OKC, um Kevin Owens uh, no Kevin Owens uh, uh, another Kevin another last name forgotten uh our hometown Sprewell. hero
1: huh spreewell? nah it's
0: Spreewell I got to look up I don't name know because I've had a name. too much uh, okay C Thunder Kevin Durant I uh, always wrestled uh, pff, yeah okay great Aaron uh, Duranto has wrestled. He's, he's played basketball in low tops, and uh, you're not getting the support, or if something goes wrong. I mean, there's a, a drastic ability uh, or possibility that something goes wrong with your legs, and uh, because Bruce does R- Rusev uh, Miro doesn't wrestle barefoot no more, does he?
1: He doesn't wrestle anymore. <laughs> Ah, damn. One of the myriad of problems. One of the myriad of problems. Boom. too. Two. One of the myriad of problems with freaking AEWs. They don't book Rusev enough.
0: Agreed. But you, I'm not saying that I, I don't enjoy speedball's matches because he's barefoot. I just, there's certain things that I, I my eyes catch that. You I mean, worry
1: about your little boo-boo bear. I got you.
0: I worry about my little boo-boo bear. I love the guy. Um, but, uh, what are some of your takeaways from it? I mean, like, uh, Obviously no, you're invested mean, really so it was just
1: a, it was a great match freaking um I'm not gonna lie like the biggest thing I thought about it was that it, it just it didn't seem like it was an hour-long match awesome like it, it the, the flow of it was freaking good it was great it made up the you know the time was well worked both him and Josh Alexander who you know they're both Canadian guys so freaking I'm sure they've wrestled Plenty of times before, um, before that night, you know, and there's a reason that both guys were chosen to do this match. They're both highly talented, you know. Like I said, uh, speedball isn't my my particular cup of tea, but doesn't mean I don't respect you know his ability.
0: He definitely because the
1: guy went out there and he freaking he did it. He went out there and freaking. You know, a no real storyline. He went out there and he pushed. He, you know, a lot of times you'll hear guys, you know, commentators be like, "Oh, he pushed the champ to the limit," and like you're like, "Yeah, did they really? Did he?" But like that was that was a star-making performance for Speedball. You know, that was that cemented the fact that Josh Alexander is the man in Impact. And the thing about it is, is freaking. You can come back to that in six months to a year if Josh Alexander is still champion and speedball can be like, I did something that nobody else did to you since you've been champion. I really, I pushed you to the limit Racco. and automatic, automatically sets up a rematch.
0: That would be wonderful. And, and uh, one of the things I want to bring up for all you newbies when it comes to uh, wrestling is that having a belt doesn't mean that you're not over. Like, it's, these, matches like these are the type of matches that, just like you said, cement what they're doing, but also show the fact that just because there wasn't a belt involved doesn't mean, or somebody lost, especially that somebody lost, doesn't mean that they really lost. Did Speedball really lose? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, he did get pinned. He did get pinned. (laughs) But yeah, no,
1: he definitely, he definitely got more moving too much, but he got, he got something out of it, man. He freaking, he got a lot of street cred. You know, he's obviously like in, you know, in impact right now, he's really feuding with Kenny King, but this is something that after he's done with King, he can turn around and bring back and be like, Hey. I did this. You did this. Let's do it one more time. And he's instantly in that contendership for the championship.
0: Right. And these are the, a match like this is definitely one of those things that can bring people that are casual wrestling fans or even old school wrestling fans that miss all the good old days of the attitude era, beer throwing signs, bleep, 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 whatever. Um, want to get in some quality professional wrestling and okay just because i mean like like we've talked about it before uh let's let's make the metaphor with like freaking comic books this was an issue this was an issue number one no it wasn't oh it absolutely was this, this
1: no this this is issue 100 when you've built up a story Okay. This, this is a big deal because you freaking – this was a build. This is, this is like – this is a continuation of Josh Alexander's story of being the man. And this is like the hot new up-and-coming villain that like you've built up for 10 issues, 20 issues, 25 issues. So 75. That is like I'm going to get him. I'm going to get this guy. And like issue 100, you finally did it because you know, Mike Bailey came in. He had a little undefeated streak. He had a freaking, he had the X Division title for a little bit. Freaking, I believe he lost it in a match where he wasn't even pinned. I believe he might have lost it in a ladder match. Cause that's the thing is that I haven't even, I haven't even watched Impact until the last month. And I knew all that. I know that Bailey had come in. I know he won the X Division title. Yeah. And like all this stuff and freaking uh like I said I believe he lost in like uh one either a multi-man match or a ladder match or an ultimate X or something along those lines but it was one of those things where he wasn't pinned to lose the belt
0: so how about not so seeing- like
1: in that duration he is a big deal enough he is he is definitely being he's definitely being positioned as a top guy at least a top mid-card guy in the X division but then he turns around and he shows up here Where he's because he's not a freaking, he's not a contender for the big belt. But he's got this opportunity and he takes advantage of it. And this mug turns around and he shows out in a way that not many people can.
0: That's a good point.
1: And and freaking now it's a big deal. Because this is a thing where you can go into another hundred issues and you barely see him, you know, he's he's working his way up, but he's not really like at that level but then he can turn around and be like i did this 100 issues ago so now i'm the top guy now i want my shot again now and then it's like oh this is this is a rematch we want to see now it's a bigger deal because he pushed the
0: champion to that level that nobody else could do so what i'm thinking and i i okay so maybe not number one uh I hear your argument, and I'm not agreeing with you. Disagree with you. Uh, yeah, number one would be like moose. No, uh, well, moose. Yeah, is, yeah, moose yeah, is yeah. the first big. Moose is the first big guy. Yeah, but like maybe like issue seventy five or first appearance of Ghostmaker, and uh, freaking he's good enough to fight Batman, possibly defeat him. They didn't go to that point because. Uh, Other things were happening, but at the same time, though, he's head of Batman Inc. right now, and that book is amazing. And there's a lot of things you gotta like put into the trust with that book because Batman Inc. has quintessentially always failed and not always gone past like 12 or there's no issue 185 of Batman Inc. No, no, not at all. But like, if you got the right guy to carry it that has proved himself in the right way we're invested we, we've read every single one of them
1: yeah i mean there's only been 3 so far so yeah but even Pretty then
0: easy. We, but you and i have every single appearance of freaking ghostmaker because that guy owns <laughs> like even like we even like the backstories like that they told uh for his origin story and that sort of thing but uh but freaking yeah. uh, uh anything else you want to wind up about this cuz i i thought speedball really delivered I thought that it was engaging and 100%, uh, like you said, like it wasn't something that's been a storyline building up for the past year and a half, but at the same time, though, it was. I was so enthusiastic about it. I, I, not just because I'm biased, about because he's been on the show and him and I have talked a few times, but uh, and mm-hmm. I'm not name-dropping. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying more like I, I have to expose the fact that I am biased about liking this guy. Um, but... Yeah. Um, Wow. Absolutely. Wow.
1: It it was a great match. Freaking. uh, He, he definitely cemented his spot in the, uh, maybe not, I'm going to say necessarily the main event scene, but definitely like, we're talking like Chris Jericho, 99, like upper mid card.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and he's, he definitely, you know, he, he earned it. He busted his hump. Freaking. he was given a chance and, you know, he pulled it off. You know, not, not very many people are going to get that chance on a national scene, you know, and it definitely like people, you know, people have been talking about this match on the indie or on the, uh, on the internet and freaking, you know, I've been, uh, like I said, I've been watching impact for the last month or so. And quite frankly, it's one of the better products on wrestling overall for that. I that I personally enjoy I don't see too much, too much bad. And when I do, it's pretty much quickly negated by the next thing that is pretty great.
0: Right.
1: You know, I've seen a lot of, a lot of people that I, you know, I've watched for a while and I see a lot of people that I haven't seen very often. And freaking, I like a lot of what I've seen impacts freaking phenomenal. If you get the chance to check it out, freaking please do. I think you'll, you know, I'd like to think that you'd enjoy it as much as I do. You know, I think it's, in all honesty, I think it's one of the more, it's probably the most complete product in televised wrestling right now.
0: I have never heard yeah. you give so many compliments about any fed or wrestler since I've known you.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. It's a, it's a really good it's probably, it's probably, you know, it's probably been a really good product for a long time. I used to love watching it. I just freaking... No, honestly, I fell off.
0: That and
1: happens. freaking, I picked it up. Looked up. Uh, like I guess I'd freaking over the last couple of weeks. And freaking, I can't get enough of it. Like they, you know, they make you want to, you know, make you want to invest in their freaking product. It's freaking. You know, there's a lot of stuff. You know, like I've said, man, I love. There are certain aspects of AEW I love, and there are certain aspects of AEW I just want to change the channel. Right. You know, and same thing with WWE. There's certain things I really enjoy and there's certain things I'm like, Ugh. But you know, so far with Impact there hasn't been there hasn't been much I've disliked.
0: It feels so special, doesn't it?
1: It's just it's just a great overall product. It seems like somebody somebody really cares. Freaking, you know, both the men and the women are given equal opportunity to shine i think of the last four weeks of tv i've watched two of them have been women in the main events
0: that's awesome jordan grace
1: you know and um you know freaking in i think a lot of the the thing about it is i think a lot of what they're doing makes sense like it's a cohesive story that you can follow You know, and there's a, there's a amazing through line of freaking story being given. And you're like, okay, now if, and if you can just, it's, it's like, you know, we always talk about how, you know, people kind of wait for the number ones to start up that way. You can just kind of fall in and be like, okay, this is where the story starts. Yeah. I'm in a good place, you know? And with, with impact, I was able to start off freaking at the beginning of December and freaking follow i you know within an episode or two i was able to know what the stories were without having to go back six months to to find the stories right because they were they were very well told by uh, the wrestlers by the commentators and freaking you can't really ask for much more than that
0: no and i agree completely a couple weeks ago i remember you and us having a conversation off camera in regards to uh, reading any comic books, like and or any comic book in general, uh, whether it's a number one or one eighty five or one thousand fifty, uh, when you open, when you get invested, you spend your hard-earned cash to get you know put your butt in the seat or to buy the three fifty or four dollar or even sometimes even eight dollar comic book, and you don't you you're you're, um, you're seduced by the cover, and you open it up. Like the in the the next page should be previously. Yeah, previously, and because it's one of the worst feelings in the world to feel like a Johnny Come Lately, you know. And I I feel that that's one of the things that really holds people back from getting back into wrestling. Is oh I don't I wouldn't know where to begin or man I really like Fantastic Four but you you know I saw the Fantastic Four in the Spinner Rack, which unfortunately don't exist anymore. But you know, I decided to buy it, and uh, I was excited about it. the The artwork looked cool. Open up and like previously, on X Men. You know, remember like the, it always started that way. Remember? And uh, yeah. okay, so this is what's going on. All right, I'm I'm strapping in, putting seatbelt on. I'm ready. And whether or not you're gonna buy the next issue, maybe not, maybe so. But did you enjoy it? Did you give the money to the people that created it? Absolutely
1: yeah exactly
0: it's a big deal and i'm really happy to hear that you uh spent that time uh getting back into impact man because i i know that uh there's certain aspects of you that i i i know and i know how much you love wrestling that's pretty like like i said earlier like i mean hey how you doing man and an hour later you'll say i'm good but then if i like hey did you watch this match like before I even realize that you text me back, you're like, this happened, and this happened, and this was cool, and this is how you should do it. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, I-, I love watching the the fire get lit up under you like that. And uh, and I really hope that uh, people that are producing wrestling, right here, um, you too, uh, get a grasp on that. Do I want them to steal our formula? Absolutely not. But, I mean... We want the product. We show up to the show with our 40 or 50 bucks, you know, to, I don't know how much the shirt's going to cost. We put our butt in the seats, we're getting some nachos or beer, and we show up prepared to have a good time. We want the product. Help us enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the biggest thing, man. Freaking a lot of times, you freaking if you're there, if you're watching the show, you want to be entertained. Correct. It's just whether or not. I mean, there's there's some times where some things just aren't going to be made for for you, right? Like they're they're gonna you know some some things are done for a specific a specific fan base, and that that is what it is, you know. And sometimes. You know, some things some things are made for everybody to enjoy. Correct. Now, you know, and that's that's a huge deal. being able to differentiate between the two, and sometimes you just got to sometimes you got to put up with stuff, and sometimes you just can sit back. Like the fact that I can sit back and enjoy two hours of wrestling is phenomenal. You know, I love you know I enjoyed all the characters, I enjoyed the matches. You know, that that just doesn't, like, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's an age thing or an experience thing, or the fact that I've been a wrestler, but, like, that's just, Impact is just something I enjoy.
0: Impact is always... Just from
1: beginning, from beginning to end, something I just liked to watch.
0: So special. It, it, I felt special enjoying uh the, like, reading, like, okay, what are they doing with Impact? Uh, like, I would... Yeah, do my best for my eyes to scan away from words that say this person won, uh, but like you know, it was a little before COVID when they were having uh, they were scrapping, they were they're, they were being as scrappy as they could. Remember, like filming like three matches, I'm sorry, three shows in a day, and you yeah. know, okay, so you can read the rag sheets. That's one thing, but uh, there's certain things I want to know, but I don't want the everything to be ruined in the least bit. But freaking. We want the product. And uh, moving along, uh, one of the things you brought up earlier that uh, was something that I didn't... Something I frankly didn't want to agree with you at. But you weren't wrong. Okay. I want to say the wrestling renaissance really kicked off when Cody left WWE. Cody Rhodes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty much in full force for all of us that were knew where to look. Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan, uh, WXW, Progress. Yeah. Um, Solid Carried Gold. No, I,
1: I, I would say, I would definitely say it, it started before Cody left. I agree. I,
0: I I'm not saying that. The, well, what I what think. I'm, what I'm him seeing?
1: freaking him him going out there and giving it a shot. Put the flashlight Was on definitely it. it was definitely yeah. It it brought a it brought
0: a new life to it. It brought a freaking it brought a star. Precisely my point. Precisely my point. We we were already looking in the right spots. I mean, like to I I don't know how engrossed you were in the product at the moment, but I got back into wrestling. Uh, uh, I can actually pinpoint the day. I can't tell you the exact day right now off the top of my head, but I was in a liquor store, uh, and there was this dude wearing an Austin 316 shirt. And it okay. was... Uh, it was... Um, WrestleMania day. And I'm like, hey, I love your shirt, man. He's like, dude, I'm so psyched. He had, like, all this beer and a couple of bottles, and his buddy was with him wearing a, uh, a shirt I, I didn't recognize. But it was obviously a wrestling shirt. And he's like, tonight's WrestleMania, man. We're getting together. And I'm like, I was instantly jealous. Like, I I never got, I never watched pay-per-view with my buddies. Like, none of us could afford it. None of us also had parents that would agree to buy the, to to buy it. And uh, uh, I'm buying my bottle. And I'm like, so what, like, how much are the pay-per-views now? And he's like, they're not pay-per-views anymore, dude. It's the network. And he tells me about the network, and um, it, it planted the seed in my head how much I miss wrestling. And um, next day was Raw. Um, okay. Watched it. Some dude named Seth Rollins, the only person I recognize, the only couple people I recognized was Triple H, Steph, um, Brock Lesnar, and a couple, like, one or two other people, but I had no idea who Brian Danielson was okay. or Daniel Bryan was or Luke Harper or uh, why it's a big deal that, you know, that... I'm like, well, this is amazing. Like, this was so... It was, it was so fun, and I immediately bought the network, and then I started noticing, and I'm getting somewhere with this, um, all these people wearing these really cool shirts bullet club was everywhere and i found lucha underground and that was my jam and freaking there's bullet club guys there and then i found out about something called ring of honor and that was only a couple of bucks for the subscription and then then i found out about new japan and i'm fully invested and then uh a year and a half later i'm sitting my bullet club shirt at work And I see on the rag sheets that Cody Rhodes has quit. And, uh, okay, so that's what I'm saying. You're completely right. That's what I was getting at. Um, Mm -hmm. But now, you brought this up. This is your point. Uh, You know where I'm going. Go ahead. Freaking, I don't know where you're going. Freaking, <laughs> uh, the, the renaissance is over, and I don't want to admit it. Yeah,
1: no, it definitely, I mean, definitely, it was like Cody Rose was, I think, the first guy to be able to do, he did WrestleMania, Bound for Glory, Wrestle Kingdom, and Final Battle all in the same year. And plus sol- Bola.
0: And Solid Care Gold.
1: And Solid care Gold, or 18 Carat Gold, whatever. 18, whatever it is, yeah. WXW calls their big show. But, you know, that's the thing. They freaking... They went out and freaking did their thing. You know, Cody did his thing for a few years, and they ended up doing AEW and starting in 2019. And, you know, freaking uh, between that and... and There there were the few things, really, that really kind of murdered everything. Because there was, while they were doing that, WWE had put together their uh, their cruiserweight cup, which was an exceptional tournament, and they followed that up with the uh, the UK tournament, and then they butchered uh, the British wrestling scene, signed everybody they could. They
0: destroyed it. They destroyed that. That, Yeah, progress is no more.
1: Yeah, I mean they freaking they murdered freaking that entire wrestling scene simply because they could and freaking uh, very few people you know didn't sign with them you know like guys like Henry and Osprey and whatnot. Walter A few others uh, oh, well they didn't sign Wal- Walter. Walter at the time Walter at the time they got him eventually um uh freaking Marty Skrull Zack Sabre Jr. obviously obviously freaking uh and you know they they did what they did, you know they did what they could. Impact I'm did freaking, squander
0: uh, Okado. That
1: that was yeah, that was years before.
0: Yeah, but they still squandered him. And,
1: and you you can say that, but at the same time, who was Okada at the time? He was a he was a young boy. Yeah, a, but yeah, he was a but you he get was my young point. Boy. You, you, no, that I, I, I he freaking dude, he was nobody at the time. He was a young boy. That's like saying. If, like, in ten years, Hanare is this main event guy, but freaking they squandered him in Mexico ten years ago. He was a young boy in Mexico.
0: Well, I can, Nobody
1: see, knew who he become.
0: I can see your point, but you and I have a different luxury when it comes to comics. Uh, you have Stray Dogs number one. Okay. Uh, granted, I bought it for you, but you trusted me. Yeah. You trusted me. like You also let me talk about every single intricacy about it when it came to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was something they squandered that could out-wrestle everyone and was already, you know, uh, you know, trilogy match with Kenny Omega. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that they didn't know what they had when they got it because they'd give them the, the chance. And when it came to Stray Dogs, I saw this ridiculous comic book that looked like uh, the animation from a Disney movie, and I was like, no way! But then my witch inner self was like, no, you need, you need to try this out. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. more of a getting back to our point about the, the Renaissance being over. Like, uh, you you said earlier, um, where do you like, where do you go now, or like, what are the what are the best, uh, you know, indie feds like best Indies, yeah,
1: yeah. There's GCW. That's about it. Um, but no, going back to the going back to the Okada point, like Ring of Honor pushed Jay White through the moon when he was a young boy in Ring of Honor, and it didn't move him up the card at all. It didn't make a deal, it didn't make a difference.
0: Was that bad writing or is that bad wrestling? Or not right no, for the it, ring his wrestling, his rest
1: his wrestling was fine, but it to me personally, it came across like them kissing New Japan's butt because freaking he wasn't as good as a lot of the people he was beating.
0: Okay. I can, because he
1: was, because again, he was a young boy and he was given to them as a gift to freaking get better. And freaking it was like, it, it, I felt like in my personal opinion, it hurt him more than it helped him. He didn't need to go over as much as he did.
0: I felt that way about Jericho when he was, in, you know, undisputed.
1: And so, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the inverse. Like, I, like I, I, I hear, I, you, know, you hear a lot about that, about how New Japan was so mad at Impact for it. But he was a young boy with ok- Okada. You sent him and here. And I just don't. Yeah. You sent him here. Freaking, we did something with him. He was, He was wrestling. He was on TV. Like what? What more did you want? Like he didn't need to win. Like I, if you like if you want to go with like the eh, it was kind of a racist thing because of his ethnicity.
0: Yeah, they basically made yeah, him that, hate that him.
1: sucks and it shouldn't have happened. Right. But like the hat, he, you know, they had to, they gave him something. He was on TV a lot, and that's what you wanted. You wanted him to do something. Like it wasn't the best gimmick, but it's what they had for him. They had a lot of crappy gimmicks at the time. It's it's like the whole thing about Mike Awesome and WCW. He was that '70s guy, and he thought like part of well, Mike Mike awesome commented that he thought that the uh, that '70s guy thing was to hurt him because he had a he was like a, his his cousin was Horace Hogan, who was a cousin uh, like the nephew of Hulk Hogan, and it was like that could be why they did it to you. But on the other hand, there was a lot of people in WCW at that time that had a lot of crappy gimmicks.
0: Hence the mass
1: migration. None of those other other guys were related to Hulk Hogan in any way. They were just given crappy gimmicks because that's what The Office gave everybody, was crappy gimmicks. And freaking, there was a lot of gimmicks in TNA at that time when Okada was there. Well, how do you think...
0: how do you think we can fix this
1: book people better like it's just that simple like book people better give people better angles give people something to do but the thing is when you have amount, it's the AEW problem right now when you have so many guys under your freaking under you know in your employee you're gonna piss some people off it's just going to happen. Not everybody's going to be happy with their freaking place in the roster. Certain guys are going to be like, Oh, I should be in the main event. Certain guys are going to be like, this is a crappy gimmick. Certain guys are gonna be like, I don't want to wrestle that guy. Certain guys will be like, I don't want to put over that guy. It's just going to happen. It's human nature.
0: No, I Everybody
1: agree. wants to be as, you know, seen in as positive a light as possible.
0: Now, uh, as producer of new era, um, I'm not, I'm not going to name names. Uh, or other places I've worked at. We talked about uh, briefly earlier about how I cut promos in the shower, brother. I'm cutting promos at work. In the mirror when I'm brushing my teeth. And I shove a camera in their face. And they shut down. Now, yeah. n- none of these people currently work for New Era. Uh, okay. I need to make that specifically clear. Uh, Because I would never, anyway, crap on anyone that works for us. Uh, But um, when it comes to wrestling, when I take pictures of people or try to give them bullet points, um, again, no one that currently works for us. They freeze. I
1: mean, he's not here nor there, really. It's
0: freaking...
1: It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a people thing, dude. Freaking some people...
0: No, that's not my point.
1: Freez front of my that, no, that's, uh, freezing
0: in the camera. No, freezing in front of the camera is not what I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned okay. about is the fact that you got handed something that you deem a crappy gimmick and you either make it work or you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you can think of 10... 10 gimmicks that you know that the people pulling it off didn't want to do it.
1: I've had five. Precisely. I, 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 dude, my first gimmick was a love genie. Oof. It was a horrible gimmick. But People thought it was funny.
0: But you worked but with it
1: and you, you, you,
0: do. you worked with it and did what the company wanted you to do. Just try to put it over. That's the best they had at the time. I'm not saying it was better. I was young. I
1: dude. I was young. I left after three matches.
0: <laughs> but but you get my point. Like there's people that have run with yeah. things that they didn't want to, and it eventually got over. Uh, you never know what mm-hmm. the crowd's gonna like or uh, what you're gonna like, and you get handed a crappy well, what you think is a crappy gimmick and it ends up being one of the best things that's ever happened in the entire wrestling universe. Um, oh yeah I could definitely give five of oh, five yeah and, and, and like just put the freaking work in man like okay so you're you're green and they give you a gimmick but they want you to work they're paying you yeah they're paying you and yeah all of a sudden you've got a problem of what you've always dreamed to do because it's not simply what you do just, just do what you gotta do and if it doesn't work they're gonna see that you're putting the work in You've seen it. Hmm.
1: I've, I've made seen people it. do it. I made a guy. I made a guy cry in front of an audience once, because freaking it had a point, point. and freaking by I made a guy cry in front of the audience once, and freaking by the end of the year he was one of our most popular baby faces. That's and wonderful. And freaking he di- he didn't want to cry, and he's like, "It's gonna make me look bad." I was like, "Yeah, but it's gonna we're gonna break you down and build you up." because your current gimmick sucks. The gimmick that you were given is garbage and freaking, you can either do this and get out of this, or you can keep doing the gimmick you're doing and keep not getting over. Uh, and he trusted me on that. And by the end, like I said, by the end of the year, he was one of our most popular, he was our most pot, one of our most popular, uh, lower tier baby faces.
0: He was putting the butts in the seats. He was selling merch and he was also making the company happy. I'm not saying he was selling out. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that he worked with what he had. Yeah. And I'm not seeing, uh, in in regards to what you said off camera, that uh, you know, whether whether or not the Renaissance is over or not. Uh, there's no, there's no any fads that I am, you know, drooling over to get the DVDs like PWG or Progress, especially frickin' Progress. I was hooked on progress. And uh, and, uh, bring it home, uh, there was one uh, gentleman that um, we were at a show with that um, I simply didn't believe in. Okay. Uh, I thought that his gimmick was garbage. I thought the way he was letting people talk to him was garbage and people walked all over him. Okay. And I remember taking photos that night and I still took photos of him. I made him look good. Uh, I was not going to not let him look good. But at the same time though, I Mm -hmm. was really ashamed of myself of ever thinking that about him. And every time because uh, you hear the phrase all the time, you know. There's no such thing as nobody in wrestling. That is absolutely true. And now he is one of our top, top guys. And puts the work in. I can, I can be running my legs off. I mean, just pulled in eight different directions at at the beginning of a newer show, and uh I need something done. I can tap him on the shoulder. We need to do this right now. And I don't even, I, don't, I yeah. don't have to tell him, I need this done right now. Hey, bro, I really need some help. I need you to move this over here and I need you to go find this person and I need you to hand these out to these these three people. Does he say yes, sir? Absolutely not. He, I, I don't, I don't command respect. I, I'm hoping that they will respect me. I'm hoping that they will help me out, make the show better. And this man mm-hmm. has done exactly what he needs to do, and uh, he, uh, d- without uh, give you your own uh, olive branch, of who I'm talking about. Remember the guy I was talking about that he teaches them how to treat him. Yep. And now he's wonderful, and I've right. I've really enjoyed watching his um, absolute charisma overflow get over with the crowd i especially love his mm-hmm. confidence and i love his devotion to the product and especially to new era and um i i, I tell him every time hey i really appreciate you uh no bullshit <laughs> damn it uh, four. <laughs> uh, uh, four? i uh, four Yeah, yeah uh freaking um you know what i'm saying like like when i compliment him it's because i know that He's a certain type of person, but I'm not giving him, like, you know, a dog treat. Yeah. I'm proud of him. And, uh, I, I think next time I'm going to tell him exactly what I just told you, uh, because I think that would be more meaningful than telling him that his match was good. Mm
1: hmm. I gotcha.
0: Yeah. And, uh, put it, like I said, bring it home. Um, freaking. There's a lot of work to be done to get to a new renaissance. It can happen. It well it's gonna happen. It's wrestling. But um we wrestling
1: is very cyclical, so it could definitely It'll be interesting to see what happens when it happens and where it pops up. Freaking, but I think we're definitely I think the indie scene is definitely more than it's it's more than just that one Fed. It's more. It can definitely do it. It's just got to get that one, you know, that group of guys together that wants to do something and freaking that leader that's going to push people beyond what is currently readily available. That is correct. So we'll see what happens. See what happens when it happens.
0: When it happens. And- definitely,
1: it definitely will happen. It's just going to be, it's just depending on how long it'll take for, another indie fed to really catch fire.
0: There was a, uh, quote from, uh, did you ever watch the speed racer movie? No. Oh, you messed up, but, um, I'll, I'll blend it to you. But, uh, there was a scene where, uh, racer X confronts, uh, speed racer and says, um, I, I want to go fast. <laughs>
1: Because you're not first or last.
0: Absolutely. But uh, he tells them, um, I think you're, I've watched you groan. Uh, This isn't the exact quote, but this is the gist of it. i watch Mm watched you groan. You're the best. You're better than me. And I just want to be there to watch it when it happens. Pure and simple nice pure and simple like that I want to be there like I mean uh yeah I was there when Lita unveiled the you know women's belt okay that's cool but there's been some other things I've been privy to and uh you've been to as well and uh we gotta move on to some comics before we beat a dead horse uh but uh yeah let's take a yeah. break
1: uh, let's uh take a break
0: take a little quick little break take, take
1: a break we'll come back with what's in the box and go into some comics
0: uh, absolutely We are officially back on a boiler-friendly... But, yeah, let's do... uh, Just quick for the recording. Freaking, yeah, we're back. Just took a quick break. we got to do what's in the box. And I... I was going to... I landed on some uh, Ninja Turtle books that... Okay. I couldn't find the exact one because it's in my storage at the moment. But I... My backup plan was... Uh, two books that are very special to me. And it's the uh, What Happened to the Cape Crusader uh, 1 and 2. Uh, written by Neil Gaiman. It's, it's issue Batman number 686 and Detective Comics number 853. The reason why awesome. I, I really enjoy these books, and uh, this is another uh, Hunt uh, exclamation point, is if your buddy gives you a book... You read it. I, I gave you uh, one of the two because uh, we were at one of those. Uh, we were at Chapel Hills, and uh, yeah, you no, you let me
1: borrow both books. of them actually. Hmm.
0: I didn't realize that. I think you get. It. No, well, I, yeah. I, I I bought you one, and uh, it was we needed to be rescued because it was a stray book that is not complete without the other. The other one was obviously not there. I'm not trying to toot my horn that I bought you a comic. What? The, the point is is that Neil Gaiman wrote a book uh, post-Batman R.I.P. Uh, when Grant Morrison relinquished control over everything and uh, went straight into Batman and Robin uh, one of the best Batman and Robin books ever and um, Neil Gaiman wrote a book where Alfred threw a funeral for Batman uh, no. ba- Batman was illustrated by and well official Batman was Andy Hubert and he did both of them. Uh, Andy, famous for X-Men, countless other great things. And um, watching the villains gather together to mourn the loss of Batman. Two issues, super easy to find. You'll probably find each of them for, like, a dollar, if you're lucky. Uh, at, at, the, at the worst, you're going to find them at cover price. And... Uh, the reason I, another reason I, I had them as my backup plan is that these books are, man, if this could possibly be a movie one day. If they ever kill off Batman in a movie and, and do like an animated series. Like the, these, these books are important. Gaiman really knocked it out yeah. of the park. Um, the way all the different villains mourned was extremely interesting. Uh, it wasn't dark for the sake of dark, you know. Like you know, when someone writes a book that's just, you know, as intense and brutal. No, no, he really got mm-hmm. into why they missed him or were going to miss him, and and not just you know the fact that the Joker can't exist without Batman. That 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 barely even scratched the surface of it. That wasn't even the main point of it. Uh, but I, the last point I want to have on. Accentuating these books Is the fact that None of these books are number one Both these books Like I said Batman Official Batman Pre-52 New 52 686 And Detective 853 Not number one Not 75 Not 850 And uh Just because it's an odd number You haven't read it in a while do yourself a favor. Buy yourself a comic book. Have some literacy. Challenge yourself. Have a good time. Find the last one that you know completes the collection. Um, it's fulfilling, and these books in themselves are fulfilling, in the, the story they're telling. What do you got?
1: Mm-hmm. um, see, well, <clears throat> oh, like we were talking, I've been a. Uh... Making it a point to, now that I'm done with my official X-Men run, I've been trying to get issues that were before issue 94. And uh, two of the biggest issues I wanted to get for sure was X-Men 28, which was first appearance of Banshee. And then uh, earlier today, I got in the mail issue 64 of Uncanny X-Men first appearance of sunfire
0: oh that's wonderful
1: yeah freaking this is one that's been uh due to pricing it's been a uh, uh, it's eluded me for quite some time but I finally found a copy that was in my price range and freaking a uh, pretty decent looking copy to boot actually freaking uh really was looking forward to getting this one in the collection. So I think currently I am down to seventy-four issues until I have the entire first run of X-Men. So see if I can start whittling down that number a little bit more.
0: If you don't, want see me, if
1: I can get down to like fifty.
0: If you don't want me asking, what are what are the ads in this? Uh, well, it's one of my favorite things of, uh buying a extremely old back issue is going through the ads. Like so, I opened Batman six eighty-six, and the back cover is mm-hmm. the. Uh, Advertisement for uh, the Coraline video game on DS, on DS, Wii, PlayStation Two. The paper is gorgeous, glossy. Uh, Solomon Grundy, uh, written by Scott Rollins. Advertisement for that. Some sketches that Andy did of Catwoman and Penguin. Uh, advertisement for Dragon Ball Z remastered. Uh, fight evil on your this is barely smartphone. Play as Superman and Batman on your mobile phone. Available exclusively from Verizon Wireless. Uh, and on the front page, uh, Xbox 360 Halo Wars. All uh, right, I, I meant I know a lot of guys uh, off the top of my head that disappeared off the face of the Earth playing that game.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, no, it's got some weird ones. It's got a new catalog of ten cent novelties. Nice surprise packages, stuff like that. Um, got some advertisements for collecting coins, for a, a big three drafting kit. Um, Let us see what else I got here. I got jigsaw puzzles, and then uh. Practical, skill building, practical guides. Awesome. Yeah, freaking, uh, see, back cover here is secret muscle building tools.
0: (laughs) Charles Atlas stuff.
1: Uh, And uh, it's got something here that helps you finish high school at home.
0: Oh, so the origins of the GED on the back pages of the uh, comic book. Uh, X-Men
1: 64, yep.
0: I kind of, I, kind From, of find, I believe
1: nineteen seventy.
0: I kind of find that offensive. Like when uh, all of a sudden I get targeted for ads. I remember when I uh, first uh, got uh, that new gimmick uh, freebie, and all the advertisements for an AIDS virus <laughs> uh, no, vaccine. And I'm like, okay, it's like you ever watch like daytime TV, and it's you're watching mm-hmm. Judge Judy. And you're like, have you been? The advertisements are, have you been caught riding dirty? Uh, have you been hurt in an accident? Are you elderly and need help with Medicare? I'm like, uh, I don't like how these are specifically targeting me. <laughs> um, yeah. Well,
1: you are rather elderly.
0: Extremely elderly. I got. I already got my reverse mortgage. Uh, my kids are gonna get nothing. Uh, but uh, I can still play. I, I just don't I don't I don't like targeted ads it's funny like are you a weak loser with some poindexter glasses and some guys kicking dirt in your face at the at the beach well take Charles Atlas's course and you're gonna be all strong <laughs> well, but these ones like, I'm listening off are like are you a total 28 year old virgin playing Halo guess what new issue of Halo's coming out don't do that to me <laughs> You
1: were that twenty-eight-year-old virgin all those years ago.
0: That is not true. How dare you do that to me?
1: You said there were targeted ads at you.
0: I was twenty-six and a half. I
1: don't. Actually, no
0: judgment. Judgment
1: Judgment-free zone.
0: Actually, I was sixteen. I was a week away from my birthday. It was awesome. I had it in my head. I had to. I had to get it for 16, uh, for 17. 16 was the age it had to happen. Okay. But, hey, minefielders, don't let the advertisements define you. Put a complex in your head. But, uh, congrats on your, uh, first Sunfire, man. That's awesome. Like, uh, everything he's pulled off for the past couple of years, especially since, uh, uh, 500. Uh, he's been an integral member, and uh, they brought back into the fold. Um, I won't ask you how much, because I don't want anyone to wake up and know how much you uh, paid for the book, but uh, what do you want to do first for the books, man? Because I've got... Uh, She-Hulk... Pull this up real quick. She-Hulk number nine. Because, you know, I love my romance novels. My stories. My novellas. I've got a uh, freaking... Batman, number one thirty one. I'm gonna hold off on Book of Slaughter. We gotta do Murder World, uh, Avengers and Spider Man one and two, and uh, I wanna do King Spawn number eighteen. And just to light the stick of dynamite, you wanna go first or you wanna do it?
1: Let's go first. Yeah, I guess let's start off with the Murder World. We got Murder World Avengers, number one, and Murder World Spider-Man, number one.
0: If you don't mind, can I take point on one? Sure. Uh, There's a couple things that bothered me about this book. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, One and two were amazing. Like, there's a couple of things that stood out to me that I don't... as, as Just as a reader, and... Like, it starts out with this dude, purple hair, nothing wrong with purple hair, you say pink... Uh, Freaking becoming a YouTube star. Um, Okay. Gets the invite to freaking Murder World. But he's already a millionaire. He's he's living the YouTube life. Bought his parents' house. Bought his own house. And he wants to make a movie. And finds original Murder World. And uh, like I said, gets invited to the show. I don't appreciate the ease of his popularity. Not because I'm jealous, uh, because we're not, we don't have like a million subscribers on freaking YouTube. We'll get there eventually. That's that's not the point. Uh, we're pushing good content. But this guy is like Flavor of the Week, and he's a teenager. And I'm, I, I frankly, was admittedly turned off immediately watching this, like I, reading this. I, I didn't want to finish reading it, but I knew you were really on the jazz about it. And I'm, really happy I trusted you on this one but it, it, I think about this quote from Dave Grohl about how much he lamented the fact that kids these days think that in order to make their way in music they have to be an American bandstand uh, uh, an American bandstand have to
1: be an American bandstand huh? <laughs> sheesh yeah America's That's how you got get famous towns. these days. America's American got Bandstand.
0: You put the work. Into
1: it.
0: Oh. <laughs> I'm never good. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be two years. Mindfielders, you gotta be really careful how you talk to Tony Morales, because if you show any weakness at all, it'll be ten years later. You could be in your deathbed. Uh, Tony, thank you for showing up. I'm dying from cancer. You're you're one of my best friends, and like I just wanted to show up and let you know. That you... And I'll be like,
1: I would have been here sooner, but I was on American Bandstand.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, get roasted where roasting is due. Uh, but, like, it, it's one of those things, man, like, it put some effort into it, Some art, and a uh, little homeboy here thinks that he gets invited to Murder World uh, because he wants to make his movie, and he is completely freaking ignoring all of the signs. Um, oh, Mr... Mr. Arcade is going to definitely let me film here. He shows up with his GoPro and everything immediately shuts down within a mile of the freaking, wherever they end up at for the, 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 the competition. We're even a $100 million. And, uh... Things go sideways. Your whole life will change. Oh, completely. You get a new face. Um... Uh, <laughs> In no way do they mention if you go back to the States that you're going to have to pay taxes on this and the IRS is going to wonder where you cut all this murderous bloodstained money, Um, especially because it's on the dark web. And uh, Mr. Arcade, you know, I just want to film. Nah, nah, that's not what happens. And immediately realizes he doesn't belong there and he's fish for the fodder. And uh, freaking everyone's getting blown up. I mean, things go sideways immediately. The other thing I had a problem with is that uh, it's not that I have a problem that they are introducing new tropes that are essential, non-essential, that are integrated into our society that, yeah, people are making money off YouTube. Good for them. But somebody that believes that a guy is no- who is notorious for turning on everybody, including his own henchmen and right hand woman I mean we both read victims <laughs> and um mm-hmm. he's gonna hey Mr. Arcade help me out no wrong wrong
1: it, it's not gonna happen well that's the, that's the thing about it though you gotta remember this guy doesn't actually know have any idea what's going on he is only in his own world he, has, he knows of Arcade but he has no idea about who he is or what really he does this kid is freaking. He's dumb, and he automatically thinks that freaking. He's just gonna arcade's just gonna let him film his documentary. Oh yeah, because the whole thing is it's two hundred people, and freaking somebody one guy is gonna survive, and his whole life's gonna get changed because of all this money and whatever other wishes you have. Arcade is promising this kid everybody the world, and freaking. This kid believes that he is above it because of the fact that he's been above everything else his entire life. Agreed. And freaking is going to turn around and, like, I'm not a part of this. I'm just going to film this documentary. Why would you believe a mass murderer is going to film a doc? Let you film a documentary while he is showing all these murders on the dark web? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like this, this kid, he is 18. He is dumb. He is young. And freaking, he thinks he's got. He, he thinks he knows it all. This is literally every eighteen-year-old ever,
0: ever, right, completely ever. And I remember thinking you that know. exactly what you're saying. Like, oh, I don't tell me how to save my money, Dad. I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me this. Uh, we're not like God. It, it, like one of the things that I really wish I had been warned of. Uh, let, let's like say like uh, something arbitrary like sex. Um, okay. I was told that tab A inserts into slot B and you know, you mush it around and a baby comes out. Alright. That I would have really appreciated a warning. Not that I'm saying I would have heeded the warning. Absolutely probably would have never. That if once you get tab A to slot B, your mind is going to malfunction because you're young and you think you know everything. And to at least like, hold on a second. I was warned about this. Not everyone is trustworthy. Not everybody is out for my own best intentions. And frankly, I really enjoyed watching this kid die. <laughs> like he, he, he was the quintessential idiot. And I don't know uh, how do you feel that they're structuring things? Uh, is every issue gonna be like the next survivor that they're focusing on, building up? To well, we ending? don't know yet.
1: That's 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 the thing. They Chris freaking. Uh, we're definitely kind of building up characters little by little because, like, this kid ends up getting you know he ends up freaking surviving long enough. apparent because like. They get so far, and then these robotic versions of the Avengers show up, which oh, yeah. is why it's called Murder World Avengers. And freaking, they start, he's, the Avengers start massacring everybody. And freaking, all of a sudden, this kid, ran right, in a moment of panic, develops mutant powers. And is like, all of a sudden, he changes his mind. Because instead of freaking, he's, he's, you know, at this point, he's like, well, maybe I'll be the, the last survivor. And then he decides that maybe I will... You know, maybe I'll actually help these people and save somebody. And then right when he decides that, boom, shot in the head. Because now he's constituted as a cheater because he's got mutant powers and no mutants are allowed in this challenge. Correct. But, you know, it, you know, freaking uh, the girl that ends up staying with his body is the one they end up moving towards in uh, Murder World Spider-Man number one. But freaking one of the things I love is the fact that there is a kill count on here. Like at after every challenge, we find out how many people are left.
0: Oh no, that's one of the best things ever. Uh, just uh, real quick. Uh, one of the best parts about the old school uh, Marvel comics trading cards was you got stats. <laughs> like, yeah. the, I don't know about you, but I'm a sucker for stats. Like this just, it's, fun, uh, yeah. Okay. These all people are dead. Uh, like, Missed Opportunity would have been uh, a freaking nine-card set. Nice, glossy paper of uh, the people that are, nine of them, or whoever they focus on in the first issue, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, here's some stats. This, this person's this, this person's that. Uh, I mean, like, if, if you're in MMA, uh, you're going to look up your fighter stats, yeah. With your betting. Uh, what do you think so far, man? Like, uh, I, I, frankly, I, I was glad this guy died. Like, he was insufferable to me. Yeah, he was. It,
1: I mean, it was what it was. He was supposed to. You know, the end of the first, by the beginning of the second issue, we're already down from 200 to 110 people. So 90 people have died in this first issue, including the guy that we thought was going to be the guy that we're, you know, following and freaking yeah he you know he totally deserved to die he wasn't he wasn't a great guy he's kind of a kind of a jerk but freaking uh, you know we end up moving on to you know uh, X-Men, or murder world spider-man number one and the uh, there's a bald woman who is a former MMA fighter and she's the main character we're following
0: disgraced former MMA fighter yeah
1: she seemed she didn't seem to mind too much.
0: She just wanted to change. But like
1: she's in here with all her people and like she's over here picking it, like seeing, you know, looking at all these people, seeing who's gonna be people she can take advantage of, who's gonna be people she can work with, who's gonna be people she's gonna have to watch out for. You know, she's going down the uh down the list of people around her trying to figure out how she's gonna survive basically. And they end up walking into level two. And level two is this forest with a, they've got a, they've got a lane to find this, you know, you follow this, you just got to make it through, you're fine. And then, bam, all of a sudden in the trees are freaking all the spider people.
0: Beautiful splash page, by the way. I mean, like, I I, I love the book so far, but there's, like I said, there's a lot of gripes, but everything was just completely done well. Like, the artwork is phenomenal. Absolutely, like, mm-hmm. like like one of one of the things about this book that really stands out to me is the fact that uh, this book is probably not canon, and we've had the discussion whether or not you like what's canon, what's not. Uh, that's neither here nor there. When it comes to a book that is probably not canon, the artwork is absolutely dynamic, and they oh yeah, this splash page is gorgeous. I mean, you you can't like so there's. Look how many spiders they fit into, into two pages and really accentuated action, uh, not just talking heads. It, it's not like the intro to the Brady Bunch, like, no, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're getting amazing things here. Oh,
1: funny enough, when you say the Brady Bunch, there are nine Spider-Men and women in this picture, just like the Brady Bunch. It's
0: a good call, uh, but freaking despite the fact that I've got uh, many qualms about this book uh, I, it's thoroughly, this book is fun like like, like it's yeah. just straight up fun whether you uh, it's it, it completely negating all of my sensibilities of what should be canon, what's not canon and we, like I said, that doesn't really matter you pick and choose, we can talk about that in, in future issues like we have in the past but it's mm-hmm. fun and that's what freaking matters and it's not a chore um the fact that they made it look like the hunger hunger games i'm like oh god they they already did the youtube youtuber guy and now we've got this um before we move on i don't know i think the
1: funnest part about this is the fact that freaking this is an arcade story which we don't get a lot of anyway and but this is actually an arcade story where people actually die. Oh dude. Like a lot of times, a lot of times it's the heroes and the heroes find a way to get out and freaking this is a bunch of nobodies in here with arcade and they're gonna die.
0: And we've seen it. One of so- them's
1: one of them's gonna live and freaking that's that's the best part is freaking and you can't even freaking you don't even know who your guy is cuz the guy we thought was going to be the guy in the first freaking issue he's already dead
0: he's done (laughs) he's done uh my last gripe before uh we move on is that they made arcade like decent looking
1: is he though he he looks like i don't really he he still looks (laughs) like a he looks like an over-the-top goofball he's (laughs) not even I, i i wouldn't call him attractive
0: I'm saying that they cleaned up a lot of the old school stuff. Like, in my mind, Arcade should be a, a gross little, like, pygmy guy. He still looks like Toad to me. He's not, you know, maybe,
1: he, might, he might be a little bit taller, but he's not freaking... He's probably just got freaking, you know, special shoes. He's probably got orthopedic shoes.
0: <laughs> I love the fact that you said that because, in my mind, Arcade has always been Toad with a, you know a credit card at Barney's and someone did his hair well. <laughs> like that's a great no. uh, I love it. Uh but uh, like how do you feel the way it's going, man? Like I I just don't like how jubilant he is. I don't like how emotive he is with uh his uh head bottom B and uh I don't know, man. Like but I'm still having fun.
1: I don't know. The thing about it is, is he seems like he's having fun and freaking, if you're, you know, watching people that you're freaking planning on murder dying, why wouldn't you have a good time with it? I think I, dude, I had nothing but good things to say about this book. I thought it was freaking tremendous. I love, I love the fact that Arcade's actually getting away with it so far. And the thing about it is, is like, you know, the fact that freaking, these are a bunch of nobodies is anybody going to survive. And right. it's the first time I've read an arcade a story about Arcade utilizing Murder World, which is got murder in the title, so people should die. But it's the first time that it's like, oh, crap. Is anybody going to actually make it out of this in one piece? No, you know, I agree. Is somebody going to come save the day, or is Arcade going to get away with it? They're all nobodies. So 10 to 1, freaking, we don't actually know whether... You no, know, the friggin' the good guys are gonna come save the day, or the bad guy's gonna win. And how often do you actually get that in comic books?
0: No, I, I completely agree, and it's extremely rare. It, 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 it's, it's the sensibility factor here that uh, the story is so much fun; it's overriding my sensibilities of all the gripes I just had. It's still amazing. Plus, the fact that
1: somebody if somebody does come and save the day at the end, is it actually that superhero? Or is it going to be a freaking robot of that arcade made that just kills him at the last scene anyway? Correct. The entire time. We have no idea what's going to happen, and you never get that in a good comic book. It's it's, always going to be the hero wins out in the end.
0: Extremely rare, especially in Marvel. I mean, that's why we brought up in... uh, I think it's one of the first comics you and I ever bonded over was Victims. Was mm-hmm. what happened to Arcade? I mean, like they drove him to complete insanity. Like Wolverine almost cut his yeah. head off. Like yeah. Gambit almost like actually fully energized his body and blew him to actual Kingdom Come. And but that's yeah. not what happened. It's still Arcade. Like there's a reason why he's still alive. And yeah.
1: and no and no point in that story were you ever thinking that Gambit or Wolverine was ever going to be in any actual form of danger. Exactly. It was never gonna. It was never feasible. They were always gonna figure it out. Now we're like, is this freaking MMA girl gonna freaking actually get out alive, or is she freaking gonna die at the end of the issue? We don't know.
0: Well, how does it how does it unfold? Because like when I was reading this, I, I had a lot of questions. I mean, like, did you like the MMA chick better than the mutant dude from the last one, or uh, how did how did you? I mean, like, they're in blankets marching marching through the snow. I mean, help me out here.
1: Yeah, we have. I mean, That's the thing, man. We see freaking. We see her. oh you know, this girl is definitely more adept at survival than the guy in the previous issue, because she's actually using her skills to fight back with these against some of these spider you know, the Spider Men. Let alone the fact that this old guy is walking around with the uh, the health the health freaking uh, kit slash bomb that Arcade introduced in the last issue, and has turned it into a, a weapon that he can use against. These spider rob these spider robots. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time this has mattered at all. Plus now we see that the black uh, black widow is freaking uh, in you know in on the case, and now she's trying to to figure out where Murder World is yeah. while these you know, while the survivors are trying to get out of, you know, they get out of sp- the spider Spider-Man jungle basically and and walk around. Right into freaking a winter wonderland and a mountaintop.
0: Just real quick, um, for all you people that write off Black Widow stories or any sort of book that you don't think isn't canon because it's only six issues or 12, every single book of The Black Widow is phenomenal. Like, uh, I remember uh, Colin and I, I vividly remember Colin and I uh, really getting hardcore into the story where Arcade messed with her. She didn't kill him. She could have. This is exactly what you said earlier. There's, there's a point not to and a point to leave him alive. Um, but uh, those old school Black Widow books, whether uh, you find them trade or the single issues, don't sit on them. Yep. If you find them, get them. They're amazing. They're, they're not as good as the Sosa Sisters run that happened a couple of years ago. Uh, but frickin' uh, there's a reason. Uh, what... Before we keep going, how did you feel watching all this murder mayhem and the puzzles they're getting put through? And all of a sudden, we got Black Widow watching it on her freaking laptop. Like,
1: yeah. Well, you knew you knew somebody was going to get involved sooner or later. You know, it's definitely it's nice that it's Black Widow because somebody you don't necessarily see all the time, and it's somebody that makes sense. Like, of course, if anybody, any of the superheroes was going to find freaking some crazy stuff arcade was doing in the dark web it'd be black widow i figure she's a perfect perfect person for that you know and then we turn around and freaking this uh this lady is over here for eden is over here you know trying to figure out make deals with people basically she found you know the old guy with the bomb was vincent and she's like you know i need to keep him around he's got he's smart he's got good instincts And she ends up freaking uh, getting the other guy who kind of – she thinks has a kind of a crush on her. You know, as they end up – they end up walking up this mountain and they – her and her group end up finding a cave. And while some people keep going to the top of the mountain, they go into the cave and they end up finding a rest station where there's food and freaking a bed and stuff so they can freaking –
0: Rest you know, station. rest for the night. That's hilarious, rest station. Like, did, did you, uh, really focusing on, like, the the, the area of cots and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is that a workout area? <laughs> like, um, Yeah, they
1: had a whole little area just freaking kind of keep, you know, everything, all the, you know, all the luxuries of freaking reality. You know, she ends up talking to this guy named Alex that freaking, she thinks, you know, might be useful at some point. And freaking, they end up, you know, they end up sleeping together that night.
0: Yeah, that... that.
1: And and she's like, you know, if I do this, he'll freaking, he'll think it's, you know, he'll think there's more than there is, and he might help me out. And she's like, I'll kill him in a heartbeat. But she's willing to, she's willing to do this to freaking survive. Because, you know, at the end of the day, she knows this is real. And freaking, she's, you know, she's willing to literally do whatever it takes to win.
0: And I, I like the fact that they made love beforehand and then all of a sudden they, they're getting pitted against each other <laughs> and turn the lights off. Like, like uh, I feel like it was tailor-made for that. I mean, do you, do you anticipate, like, uh, I mean, like, I mean, like, they have a little bit of fun. Uh, armchair booking, like, is it going to come down to them? They kill, like, 35 of these guys? <laughs> or well, they'll it- be down
1: to freaking, um... I'm trying to think what the current number is with them. Right now, there are 64 people. By the end of this issue, there are 64 people still alive. And there are only 61 contestants because three of them are assassins that were hired by Arcade to infiltrate the roster. And, you know, the question is, obviously, is that true or is Arcade screwing with them? And, I mean, at some point between Eden and Alex, it's going to come down to the two of them. I don't necessarily know if they're going to be the last two left, but they're definitely going to have a confrontation at some point. But if you look at the last page, you'll notice there are several people here, at least seven to ten that I see, that have knives in their hands in the group of people.
0: And they're also looking upwards right at you. That's a great... I didn't realize that. Okay, so there's a couple of people that do have knives in their hand. I get that. But look how many mm-hmm. people are looking at the reader.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the last words you hear are lights out. And the next issue, we're going to have a... It's going to be Murder World Wolverine.
0: <laughs> All right, well, look at this. Look, look who's coming, man. They've got uh, so many different... Uh, Iterations of Wolverine. We've got nineteen, uh, like like seventy eight Wolverine with the big buckle. Mm-hmm. We got uh, the noseless
1: Wolverine. We got Dakin.
0: We've got Honey Badger. We've got okay. So uh, they also went so far as to put two X twenty threes. The one they just got out of uh, out of the the vault, and then we have got mm-hmm. uh, the one that I really popped for was Feral Wolverine. Post at a man, get it removed uh, with the bandana. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is in there, obviously, in Canada. I love it. I love Dakin looking great. I love the fact there's two Laura's, Honey Badger. I mean, like, th- this is such a great shot. And uh, just real quick, if I didn't mention it earlier, the artwork is phenomenal. Like, this is not a D-lister yeah. book. Like, I would expect, like, to open up the pages of this book after a really killer cover and find some really bad art. Uh, Absolutely not. Like, uh, who did this book? Uh, Freaking, let me rewind a little bit. Zub. What was that? Zub. Zub or Fox? It's Fox. Ray Fox. Uh, Wait, wait. Jim Zub and Ray Fox wrote it and, uh, Farid Karimi did the artwork. And... Nice. Damn this book, this book was so good, man. But freaking, <sighs> if, you, if you can't get through this or can't wait for the next issue, do yourself a favor and, uh... uh don't buy the trade paperback, not because it's uh, against rules here at Minefields to own trade paperbacks. I mean... It's not that if you have a trade paperback, we're looking down on you. Like we're 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 strictly single issue guys because we want the relics. But um, they we're gonna look down upon you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna judge you. Uh, it's gonna be very cheap to find with great
1: stuff. vengeance and furious anger. And
0: furious anger. So minefields three sixteen.
1: <laughs> no, it's January fifth. No.
0: hate you so much right
1: now. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but yeah, nah, man, Murder World is, uh, I'm loving it, man. I can't freaking, can't wait for the next issue. Freaking, I'd actually slept on this one until I overheard. I was watching a, a video on it. I want to say maybe, uh, I was on YouTube, probably, I think, Blurred Against, Blurred Without Fear. Maybe it was the, uh, the guy that kind of opened, I was like, oh, it's, Cause i I'd skipped it because I saw the murder world but I just saw Avengers underneath and I was like oh it's an avengers book
0: right
1: I didn't I didn't realize it was a freaking straight up freaking Ar- arcade book
0: arcade book
1: so I'm definitely glad I was uh, watched that video and grabbed them both at the same time and freaking like I said as soon as I finished up with the second one I texted you seeing if you'd read it or not
0: yeah but this is also another reason why we should and all you mindfielders should trust the hunt there are times when your homie says yo you missed out like you 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 messaged me like murder world's awesome but you also all you had to say was just arcade (laughs) all he had to say was arcade and I was in like I'm one of the biggest arcade marks I love him and there's so many different aspects about it he, he might be one sided but there's a lot of aspects I like out of him and uh, it's one of those things like they use them sparsely uh, the way they use Madripoor. You, if you introduce Arcade, then you're telling me we're going to have a murder world. We're going to have absolute betrayal. Uh, a lot of different tropes that come with him. Like It's not that he's going to be beaten up. Arcade's never beaten up anybody. Let, let's just put yeah. that into in perspective. It, we're not going to see a knockdown drag out. We're going to see the Hulk with the Abomination or Red Hulk or uh, any of that? We're gonna see arcade manipulating people and puzzles, and nothing is what it seems. And it's that's the trope that follows him in the subterfuge, and I love it. And I appreciate you uh, making sure I read these books, man, because they're gnarly. These are great. And nice. And the the last bit, uh, want you to I. I We've talked about it many times, but it's something I always want to hammer home is is this is this canon?
1: Yeah, I mean we'll see what happens, man freaking I mean they're they're talking about older issues, so i I don't see why it wouldn't be
0: No, I just mean in general, I mean like in terms of the reader Because in my um, mind i uh, i I can differentiate as a experienced comic reader that victims not necessarily canon. But I enjoyed it way more than most canon books I've read. And in my mind, it's canon. And if someone tells me it's not, or it is, I don't care. In my mind, make up your own mind. Enjoy your books. Go for it. Cherish books.
1: Cherish books. Indeed. Scott, what do you got, man?
0: Uh, Uh, So before we get into Batman and bring it home, uh, freaking Kingspawn. Number 18, uh, script plot, Sean Lewis, Todd McFarlane, obviously doing, uh, additional plot. We got, uh, Yavi Fernandez doing the artwork here. Now, uh, what I want to, I don't want to ruin the books for anyone, because obviously we talk about why it's good, how it's good. You're going to get the Spoilers. But I have taken it upon myself to read a couple of epic storylines. I've been reading the Invisibles, and Transmetropolitan, uh, and Spawn, one after the freaking other. And the older stories of Spawn, as composed or compared to the uh, new issues of Spawn, whether you're reading the Scorch or King Spawn, there was a lot more heart. There was, like, uh, if I didn't have a greater vernacular, I would say that uh, there are certain issues, spawned that was kind of wacky. There was a two-issue mm-hmm. two story where he actually had a caper with actual Harry Houdini, a trans-dimensional being, and they prevented a murder and a nuclear explosion, uh, there was a flying car. Um, it was absolutely over-the-top ridiculous. Did it gotcha. in any way affect Spawn's storyline? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. You figure it would? It, it did. It, it taught him a lesson, because one of the things about Spawn, uh, in and we'll get to this in greater detail if we ever do a long box on this, is that Spawn is... The thing about Spawn is everything he touches turns to crap. Whether he's trying to do yeah. the, trying to do the good thing, like for example, uh, one of his best buddies in the issues, uh, Bobby the Bum, uh, gets murdered, and he uses the powers to resurrect Bobby. Great, Bobby's alive. Like hallelujah, Spawn did something good. Spawn killed Billy Kincaid. The child-molesting pedophile, uh, one of the worst, worst characters that's ever existed in all of comic-dom. and dom And Spawn did it right. He did the right thing, right? He killed the pedophile. Yeah. He resurrected his buddy, Bobby. Uh, wrong. Absolutely wrong. Uh, his powers infected Bobby that in... Uh, uh, let the the uh, angels in heaven knew that he was in some way involved with Spawn or some way involved with hell. Uh, they kidnapped, the angels actually kidnapped Bobby uh, during the first Redeemer, which he was actually originally called the Anti-Spawn. They um, were doing tests on him. Spawn had to rescue him from the techno-organic uh, satellite that Elsium had set up that had created the Redeemer, the anti-spawn. Uh, and uh, they were torturing Bobby. This poor guy, that he, he even told this story about like how he ended up in the alleys as a bun.
1: Oh, geez, okay.
0: Yeah, he was an alcoholic. His wife died. I mean, there was a lot of really tragic tragedy to his story. Spawn resurrected him. Uh, in hindsight, uh, Bobby would have been like, "Yo, let just let me die," because I wouldn't want to go through that. Uh, Billy Kincaid, on the other hand, is a whole other story. Everything turns to crap. But there's those weird stories where, like, what, like, I, I honestly cried and openly wept on one where um, his uh, ex-wife, well, not really ex-wife, because uh, they never got divorced, but he's back. Um, Granny Blake, uh, he, she was at her husband her dead husband's grave and spawn showed up because he's kind of been like she's kind of been like a cornerstone for him and like when it comes to good advice she's blind and uh he's standing over her grave and uh he doesn't think she knows he he's there and she's talking to her dead husband and he's like Granny Blake and she's like I was wondering when you were gonna tell me you were here because I knew you were here the whole time and uh he tells her how much he loves Wanda the whole reason he's back and he's like I know you love her and your soulmates Terry's taking good care of her etc cetera, etc cetera, and um you gotta let it go uh eventually be you'll be together again and Terry's gonna be just fine and everything everything's gonna work out and he he really lays it out i can't he didn't really flat out say it but she thinks he's an angel oh he thinks she, she thinks he's an angel he hasn't flat out told her no i was an evil assassin and went to hell and now i'm back and uh she tells him the story of how she met her um, dead husband and how much they were in love and how uh, the work he was doing in the government and the army and then eventually the police force. And he he uh, got a phone call one night and, honey, I got to go to the car real quick. I gotta, I'll be back in a bit. And, uh, she goes, she goes to uh, give him a kiss on the cheek. Goodbye. And he tells her, no, stay here. She usually always walked into the car and he's like, no, stay here. Gives her a kiss. I'll see you in, in the morning. Starts his car and the car blows up. And oh, jeez. She says, that was the last thing I remember seeing. Because that's how she lost her eyesight. It was the origin of how Granny Blake lost her eyesight. Which is almost like, I want to say, like 40 issues into knowing that this woman's blind. And that that you're, you're introducing the origin of how, not only how she lost her eyesight, but it, it was completely involved with the fact that she loved her husband. And that he knew that there was a possibility that his car was going to blow up. Oh, wow. And right now, what's happening in, in Spawn is uh, he locked the dead zones, these places where uh, beings peripheral from Earth can come or go. He locked them. Um, if you were on Earth as an angel or a demon or whatever subspecies it is, uh, you're stuck. No going in and back. There's No way. Spawn figured out how to lock them. But he took, right. he took Granny Blake to... And I'm getting somewhere with this. For, forgive me, this is a long-winded story. Uh, in that same issue, he took her to the uh, initial dead zone that they introduced. It's the same dead zone that he uh, blew his brains out and got replaced by Daniel uh, later on. But uh, he... was le- It was just when he was starting to learn his powers. His powers, he could use his powers and resurrect the dead i mean there's so many like basically his powers are ultra anthropomorphic i mean he can do basically whatever he wants imagines it to do but once the power's gone straight back to hell wait for the arm again uh you're gonna be yeah colonel uh, he takes her the, he takes granny blake to the dead zone from the he uses he actually uses a small part of his finite powers to teleport her and him to the dead zone in the in the alleyways and he tells her just take a couple of steps forward granny and she enters the it's not it's nothing even beautiful it's just you walk in this little area in an alley and that's the dead zone like his costume goes complete. he can't go into that if he goes yeah. there, his costume goes limp. He, his powers are, he can't use them. He's effectually mor- mm-hmm. uh, mortal. But she immediately yeah. turns into the bride. Okay. It, it tur- she turns into the bride uh, when she first married her husband. And, oh my God, I can see. Al, where are you? And he, he says, don't, don't look at me. Just walk into the light. I'll be behind you. And she walks into the light. And immediately, her her dead husband shows up. Awesome. Not an illusion. Literally, him. I'm waiting for you. You've done so well. Keep Al on the right. Keep Al on the right path. Which was weird. Uh, that's not the. That's not exactly how he phrased it, but he basically acknowledged that he knows that. She knows Al is back. Keep him on the right path, and they danced, and they. It was a miracle to her. To spawn, it was just like, hey, these these jerks in heaven, know how to have these dead zones and whatever. Um, yeah. But it was it wasn't a wacky issue, but you get what I'm saying. Like you go from Harry Houdini, fighting the violator. Going to hell, fighting Malibuja, uh angels are trying to kill you, and then Harry Houdini, and then freaking—it was a nice one-shot issue, mm-hmm. and it established how he might not be evil, Spawn might not be dead, Spawn might have hope. And uh, she steps out of the light because her husband says, I'll be I'll be waiting for you. Says something mm-hmm. very specific that can't be made up. Something only they know. Uh, are you aware yeah. that, um, and, and it's funny when I bring up Houdini, is that uh, Houdini's, Houdini's wife um, actually had a phrase uh, that only they spoke to each other. That if they were okay. ever, ever to go to like a, I don't know, like a, Tarot card reader, if this person <sighs> says, I'm talking to your husband, um, they're waiting for is this. how they know? Yes. The code word. Okay. The code word. And uh, what is going on in King Spawn is not the original Heart of Spawn. It's not bad. I've been really, really engrossed in it. But, like, we're getting all these cool new characters. I mean, like, Spawn has the ability or the hope that he might be able to resurrect his dead wife. Um, but it's, it's a lot of action and very little heart. Oh, gotcha. Very little heart. And like I said, taking a long way to a short path. Um, it's not bad, but they are, um, the heart's not there. It's just not, it's just not there. Uh, haven't gotcha. Had, okay. Haven't had an issue like that, but it, very engrossing. Obviously, you know, I, I I gotta say that re rereading Spawn has cemented him back as my twelve year old self. That he's my absolute favorite character of all time. Of all time, despite the fact Damn. I'm not totally in agreement with his evolution, uh, I do trust Uncle Todd to give us more content and keep going. Cause I mean the, the the covers are gorgeous. I mean like, but uh... uh I don't know uh, what do you got left, man. I'm sorry, I, I, that was a lot for that, but it there was a lot to even just like that's barely even scratching the surface of Spawn. Um, yeah. Just
1: uh, yeah, we just got a got Batman one thirty one here. Let me see.
0: I'll take I'll take the uh, I'll take the dollar on this one. Uh, so used the artwork that he had originally created with one of his buddies uh, that we see the cover now, but what he posted mm-hmm. in a sub stack was what he originally wanted, which they were never going to use, I don't know what he even proposed it, that Batman's fucked. <laughs> Batman is... Yep. And, uh, so that's, what, five, but, hmm uh, uh, what were your takeaways on this, man? Because I, I reread this three times because I... I. It took me a while. Eh,
1: it seemed like Zadarsky freaking. It kind of some at the end of Final Battle Seven, or not? uh Freaking Final Crisis Seven when he got zapped by freaking. Uh, Dark side and the Omega beams took him back in time.
0: Yeah,
1: this just seemed to take him to a parallel universe. So Batman wakes up in Crime Alley because of course he does, and we got a skeleton version of Jim Gordon following him around helping him out ish kind of taking him around town and we see kind of that Gotham no matter what universe you're in Gotham's freaking insane we this guy kicking down doors got to kill everybody but Bruce Wayne's here to save the day Trying to fight this guy that ends up being Judge Harvey Dent.
0: Uh, on Superman.
1: Freaking uh. Yeah, we've got him in the and the GCPD because apparently he took over after uh, Gordon left, and we got Firefly kind of flying in, setting everything ablaze as Bruce grabs this woman and takes her out, puts her on a fire uh, fire escape. He goes back in to fight Judge Dent.
0: He stopped an execution. Yeah. At what like
1: That's a very yeah, it's a very big uh Punisher vibes from Judge Dent here. Yeah, as they continue to fight, somebody ends up throwing tiny knives into Dent's face. And it's a teenager.
0: This chick's awesome.
1: Freaking they end up jumping out of this building. It's freaking Dent and his men start shooting at him. And they end up getting into a makeshift Batmobile. Just because I think it's funny to think of that car as a Batmobile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to my Kia Prius. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: To my Geo Metro. Yep.
1: Yeah. Let me turn around and find this realities <laughs> version of Selena Kyle here. Is freaking, you know, of course, still in crime. But she's freaking killing people. And turns out the, uh, you know, as she's killing her own men, from what it looks like, we've got uh, somebody on the phone called the Red Mask. And they're over here with a... uh, They're having this conversation... And Red Mask is telling her to drop everything and that they've got a new top priority and turns out that Bruce Wayne's alive. So apparently he was dead in this reality. Correct. And turns out that uh, Red Mask is waiting for him as he's walking out of this room with several tormented bodies stuck on gurneys. And we, uh, we find Bruce, and we find out his name's Jewel, the, the girl with the knives, in this run-down ramshackle apartment. And freaking, uh, then Jim Gordon's skeleton pops up again. And freaking, they're kind of looking at each other. And apparently, Bruce says this is a fail gift is compassion. And he wants to show Bruce a Gotham without Batman. And Bruce just sees it as a Gotham that he now needs
0: to save. Got a couple questions for you. Okay. If they do some uh, freaking Last on Earth where Omega was the real Bruce Wayne all the time, and this new baddie is uh, the Bruce Wayne that should have been, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very upset about that. That's too easy. Um, yeah. I mean, he's got already some sort of cave, and they're setting it up. Okay, so he's now in some multiverse version and i get that you know everyone if you're into dc if you don't like the multiverse you gotta get out because you're not gonna like most everything they're doing right now uh especially yeah. during like the events but uh, it's too easy uh another thing is is that i love the fact that uh tim drake and you know dick are working together and uh, my question for you is if um Let's say, let's say you and I were different Robins in the actual, you know, our Earth DC and Batman disappeared and Nightwing shows up, you know, and like, hey, don't worry about it. He'll be back. He wants us to continue on. He's, he's our Bruce. He's our Batman. He'll figure it out. But Tim is adamant that he needs his help. Uh, especially with our knowledge of what happened during City of Bane, where Damien thought he could frickin' intervene and sneak past Bane and we get one of the worst things that ever happened, uh, Death of Pennyworth. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you, you don't, like what what path would you choose? Would you, especially if you were there and he snapped at Jonathan. Uh, like, like Tim doesn't do that. He's got much more uh, extreme composure how would you have handled this situation?
1: Well, I mean, freaking, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta be keep a clear head, and you gotta freaking, you gotta solve the problem. No. You gotta forget what you can and can't get away with, and freaking.
0: Would you? No, my qu- my goal. question, my question, would you? Would you have gone after Bruce? Ignored Gotham?
1: Well, I mean, freaking, that's the big thing, is freaking, I would say go after Bruce, because you find him, you find him, you can help Gotham a lot more than if it's just the Robins
0: doing things. I think it's essential to go after Bruce. Despite the fact that you might be ignoring what's going on in Gotham, like, like uh, you hear when, oh, I could have done more. Yeah, in hindsight, yeah, you could always could have done more. But what's greater... What's the greater purpose here? One of the one of the best things that has evolved Batman, Mister Bruce Wayne, is when people go out of their way to go help him in those unhelpable situations. Helps him grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Helps him grow as Batman. And I'm all for Tim doing it, man. Like go find him, figure out, reverse engineer, figure out what that gun was, um, because he's stuck in a different place. I just hope they don't in any way mire some of the, uh, uh, better characters from old versus like the marionette. And he shows up and, or marionette. And, um, what's her name? The mime. Mime. Yeah. And, you know, reduce their characters. For I think a, he
1: was a mime and she was a marionette.
0: He was. The, yeah, exactly. But you get what I'm saying? Like, like don't pollute the characters. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is I hate this story. This is this is bad. I like this is just like Batman or post Batman or R.I.P. Um, we're done with these things. Where he's got this is like in in my opinion, this is like doing another clone story, which they're doing now uh, in Dark Web. Mm-hmm. Like, stay away from it, man. Just stay in Gotham and and find some people. And, but at the same time, though, uh, the antithesis of the question, do I go find Bruce or do I stay here and save everyone in Gotham? Gotham is a cesspool. People are going to die, whether you're there or not.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Freaking, you can either help save, them sl- save more later or do what you can. and Bless you. You know, and fr- possibly lose more later because you freaking didn't get Bruce back in the game.
0: Right. Go help, go help Bruce. He needs it. It's one of those things that I think keeps him going. Um, the Toy Maker thing kind of threw me for a loop because I didn't really see him kill himself. Um, how do mm-hmm. you feel about that?
1: Eh, just kind of. In all honesty, I freaking didn't even think about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, I
1: just kind of I read it and moved on. My, Toymaker's toy never been a huge deal for me personally, so.
0: Yeah, me too. Pretty much everyone else. I would yeah. like to meet someone that's a big toy maker, Mark.
1: Just for something different.
0: Well, let us know why. Why did you like? Why did you like toy Why is that someone that that's on your radar and you really enjoy? I mean, like, uh, it's easy for us to justify our love of like, Professor Pig, uh, Clown Killer, Ghost Maker, uh, Miracle Molly, but why this guy now? Yep. Um, that's all I got for that, man. Last one I wanted to send us home, because it's my turn, was, uh, New She-Hulk. Jack of Hearts. Jack of Hearts. He, uh... He stands in the way. He stands in the way of anything trying to hurt She-Hulk. And he appears to be dead at the issue, but that's not the point of it. It's a great romance novel. I love it. (laughs) I love it. The only... Luckily, She-Hulk's on the cover and not Fabio, but... uh, Last but not least, uh, Yoda Issue 2 was great, developing an actual Yoda. Uh, We've got, um, I didn't want to even tell you the least bit about it, uh, Book of Slaughter, latest book of uh, something that's come killing the children uh, universe. Um, Everything that's happening right now in web of, uh, dark web, is garbage. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's really bothering Other than the art, the artwork's great, but freaking, uh, more Clone Saga stuff. Just stop it. Stop it. Everyone hates it. Uh. But that's, uh, that's what I got for tonight, man. I'm, I'm freaking bush, man. It was, a uh, limit pushing day at work today, um, gonna get this out tomorrow, and we, you know, we're still looking for uh, our venue for New Era. Blockbuster will be out on Saturday as usual. And um, we got a little teaser stuff. Um, other things we talked about before the show. And uh, I'm pretty excited and pretty proud of our product and what we do, man. And I don't think of it as product, actually. It's more of a just just having a good time. But yeah. you got anything Nah, right. man.
1: It's all, all, all upwards and words from here man just keep on keeping on keep on getting a little bit better every day
0: yeah we've already leveled up in a few different ways already uh technical stuff and uh uh it's my turn I think cool anything left in the gas tank
1: I don't know man I think we're good to go
0: good to go it was a good night good chat guys hit up your uh locals uh hopefully you've got someone as amazing as Uncle Ed if you're broke for a couple months or six on my uh, my account holds your books and you get to pick him up and he's happy to see you and then hey why don't you come no yeah uh, holds your books and freaking uh take the chance on new comic books so many things out there there's a couple of things I mourn like uh, I uh IDW just lost the uh G.I. Joe license but We'll see what they do later, but yeah, this is dangerous. This is uh, <laughs> Joshua Michael, Tony Morales, calling be back soon for some uh, long box issues, and uh, this transmission is over.
1: Yeah, buy the official Minefields plushies, coming soon to a retailer and you. group.
0: Don't forget the wrestling buddies.
1: That is true, we do need wrestling buddies.
0: Yeah, are we doing those anatomically correct?